Pot of gold. Oh, girl. Perfect. I'd be in trouble with an ouch now. Cause I've been stuck in second gear. I can't find no love. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, so we're pretty good when I'm kind of talking like this. It's always hard for me to speak when I got a, when I got earmuffs on because I don't actually hear my voice other than the audio of the record. This uh, yeah, whatever this one is. That's why this is weird, huh? It's weird. you're doing it in an echo chamber. But I'll turn down our monitor volume. Do I need to try? Do I need to turn my volume up? I don't think so. Okay. Where's your well? Where's your knob at? Um. Let's just both order, turn it. Turn order. It, turn it all the way down. Okay. And then... I'm feeling pretty parched right now. I could use a beer. Right there. And that's pretty good right there. Yeah, I'd say something a little loud. Yeah. So yesterday I, I I found a wood stove on Facebook and it now is my waves. My waves are medium. They're not very up there. That, that, that's probably perfect. I want to be medium. Yeah. So okay. That actually looks good. Put your voice in that. You know, and receptacle. if I do something like this, it'll keep my posture nice. Yeah. It, it is. It's a lot about the breath. You got to keep the, the, the diaphragm loose and we do some breathing exercises. Yeah, we should do some breathing exercises for sure. Get we should do some drinking exercises, breathing exercises, and maybe uh, full frontal nudity. I don't know. It, it could happen. Hey, man, when we start putting these on YouTube, everyone's going to see that we're naked. Yeah, that's true. Should we pour a drink and, and hit the road? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the matches, they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all be Poison's gonna chew you from the inside out. So right now, say it with your chest now. Say it with your chest now. I'm young, I'm free. Can't nobody take me. You wanna rock with headphones on? I like it. I think it makes you feel locked in. I feel like I'm on a podcast when I got the, 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 the headset yeah. in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is young Jamie out there? Yeah, Maybe. right? Yeah, where the fuck's Jamie at right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I do need a Jamie, though. That would be cool. I feel like that wouldn't be that hard uh, to do, but it would need to be somebody who's committed. It would be have to be... Because you give a lot of power to your Jamie. Jamie's an important person. Yeah. He has a he serves a very important role. When you, when you watch, like Joe Rogan, for instance, you got to have a fact checker. And Not only the fact checker, he's running things. Yeah, he's, he's running things. He's the wizard things, behind the curtain. And a lot of times people say something, they really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And yeah, when lots. Jamie's there, it's, hold on, what the fuck are we talking about? And here's Jamie's, I got you. I got you covered. And as a viewer, you, you get to see it on the TV, which I feel like your podcast is lacking in the uh, video department. But I need help. I don't have, I don't have enough resources, man. You got a fucking beautiful iMac sitting right there. It's got a camera on it. Not a no, good enough one. No, no. Uh, you got to have reaction shots. I, I want to do it when I can have three cameras. You got to have all yeah, all angles. You got to have, mul or let's just say multiple angles. I just need a wide shot and a facial shot of both the guest and the host. That's yeah. what I need. So that you, when you say something funny, you get to see my face laugh at it. Absolutely. It, it makes the person watching feel involved. Oh. That's the way you got to do it. It brings that, that next flavor 
those layers of flavor. You got to have all the right herbs and spices when you're doing a podcast. It's got to, because uh, it, it probably, in my opinion, maybe one of the most entertaining and educational forms of television today. I, I think most of the time I go home, I, I, I'll take a vape hit or a bong rip and crack open a beer after a hard day work and i like to sit down youtube and it knows me and it says hey here's the latest podcast from uh whomever there's a whole plethora of podcasts on youtube and it all of my entertainment sensations are being stimulated constantly we live in a world of stimulation now more than we've probably ever lived it's i think probably we're overstimulated I, I definitely agree. It might be nice to actually be less stimulated, but why? I mean, we love stimulation. It's hard to get away from it. <laughs> We're human. That's we why love... stimulants are so addictive. <laughs> That's why we love them. So when I watch a, a podcast, I'm I'm hooked, and I I, I just or like... I used to know a guy named Rubbo Bando Man. Uh -huh. He would sit there with this rubber band, and he'd boing 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 boing. boing. Just sit there all day on a picnic bench. I wear... boing, oh, boing, picnic boing, bench. Boing. I was gonna suggest some kind of a public park. It was a public. It was. Uh, in a campus, Central uh, Washington campus, and it was uh, every day. He had uh, this rubber band. That might have been like a foot long rubber band. This wasn't. This was like a specialty item you had to buy. It's not coming on a regular loaf of bread. This was a really nice rubber band. He'd sit there all day and just being, even made the noise. Play any songs? No, he just tapped that rubber oh, band. Oh, crazy. He was stimulated yeah. <laughs> by the band, by, by by the rubber band. Yeah, that that is true. And he got the nickname Rubbo ba Rubber Band. It's hard to hear myself in this thing. Are you getting latency? Like lag? A little bit, yeah. Okay. It shouldn't be too bad. And it's one of actually, I hate lag. When people put me on speakerphone, and, and uh, like when they're in their car or whatever, and all I can do is hear myself when I talk, I have to just turn the phone off. I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't make a, con I can't have a conversation. You can't ever talk to that person again. They're obviously an idiot. Yeah, it's take me off speakerphone. I don't want to be on there. Have a little courtesy. <laughs> yeah, at least, or yeah, at least tell me you're, I'm on speakerphone. Yeah, I I don't like being on speakerphone. It's... No, I I tell people right away if they call me and I'm in my truck and it goes Bluetooth up on the radio, I say, by the way, my fiance's in the car. You're on speakerphone. That you, don't talk you, any shit. You say it like as the hello. You're on speakerphone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I do. Too. That's called uh, common courtesy. Mm -hmm. And your brother called me yesterday on my way home from Cannon Beach, and I tell him right away. I said, "Jake, Alex is in the truck. You're on speakerphone. Watch your fucking mouth." And he goes, "You got it, bro." And and that was it. It was nice. But there's been so many times I've been on speakerphone, and I don't know. I'm actually when I called your brother, and you guys were at Home Depot. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I don't think I was on speakerphone, but no, you were standing you right next to him. I was. And you might have been able to hear what I was saying because I have a loud voice. I actually couldn't. Oh, thank God, because I was about ready to but talk some shit. But he did tell shit. me. I was talking. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that, that podcast, it was good. It, it was good. It was a good podcast. It was actually your Kelly Jacobson podcast. Oh, that one actually I thought was okay. I That's just thought towards the end, it was, you were just listening, which is good. I tried to listen. But I, I was like, man, you don't, you know, for a second there, it doesn't even seem like he's, he's ready to go back inside. It's a guest-centered show. I got to let the guests <laughs> talk. That's, that's the whole point. Yeah. This show, you're going to get a lot of that, but I'm here to have a good time. Yeah, me too. This is still our practice round, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. We are recording. But if there's anything good, we'll take it. We'll take it. The, uh, yeah, the Kelly Jacobson one, I was fucking nervous. Like, she's a real professional person like not just one of my friends it was legit and it, it felt very real so she's I, fantastic oh yeah it turned out to be a great episode 
I was nervous. I don't think that I don't think I have actually ever officially introduced myself to her, but we know each other kind of just from passing by and one time there's probably alcohol involved. It, it was at like a New Year's uh, party at the Salt. Pretty sure that was her. It might not have been her though. And then another time I ran into her, it was like a Christmas where like a Christmas day hike at Cape Disappointment when mm-hmm. she's there doing a doing a walk with her friend. Always super impressed by her. She's very attractive. She's super smart. I didn't know until I saw the podcast, but I figured she was because she's a teacher. But I, I also, I'm like, listen to the way you, her ideas. Yeah, that I was, was like, cool, huh? I was like, man, I really like her. It was refreshing. Ah, uh, people who are actually experts about something and then have ideas about how to improve it. Oh, yeah. That's a valuable thing. And she was a little spicy, too. And yeah, that, yeah. I think that's intriguing. And it, it sounded like she went through a divorce. And I don't know if she's uh, available, but... <laughs> She's going to have no problem, you know, and I don't, you know, the podcast. She's going to do just fine. She's going to do just fine. And uh, and so I I was definitely impressed with that podcast. Of course, I'm a little critiquing bitch. I'm going to say things. It's okay. I had nothing bad to say about her, but in that one, I thought towards the end, I heard you just going like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I go, come on, Jeff. Sorry, man. I'm I'm sorry. Get back in there. I know you in in that, your guest room down there, you got, you got lines of cocaine and hookers ready to go. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, the green Amp room. your shit up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The green room. Yeah, it's fantastic. Two hours Two hours can be it's exhausting. Too it's too long. It's not. I think it's perfect. It, yeah. But if you're on a road trip or something, you could bust out a two-hour one just fine. No problem. Yeah. I, I don't really expect everybody to listen to every podcast, so I feel like two hours for an interview is sufficient. I feel like it takes me two listens to really fully hear the whole thing, because I, I miss things in between it. I'll be. It's normally uh, Saturday mornings. I wake up. I, I, I get ready to do my Saturday morning house cleanup and put it on. And I just, it's um, hearing these familiar voices and, and listening to these conversations while I'm in a, in a quiet room cleaning is, uh, is very, it's, what's the right word for that? I don't know. What is it? I would say it's uh, comforting. I like that. That makes me feel good. Like, and I look forward to doing it again. Like, I want to. Listen to it next Saturday. That's exactly what I pictured when I decided to do Saturdays. I was like, that's when I would want to listen to a new yeah. show. Is well, that's because that's I do the same thing. Uh, all right, I did before I was podcasting. Now on Saturdays, I I work. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> but, but to to be honest though, like when I first heard you're gonna do a podcast, I heard through the a little birdie. Mm-hmm. Somebody had they kind of released it. What do you call that? A leak. It, it got leaked it out around, early because yeah. people talk and they go, oh yeah, Jeff's thinking about doing a podcast. And yeah, I thought, wow, he's pretty young for a midlife crisis. And I go, but you know what? I think he's got the nuts to pull it off in the ambition, which takes, it takes a lot of ambition. It does. And it's it, exhausting. I was just, it's fun, man. When it's I look really at fun. your room and everything you've done in here, I go, this is a lot of work. And here he is. And he's spending the time to hang out with an old friend. I go, sometimes that's what it takes. Pencil it in. You can pencil it in. And we were hanging out. You and I, we haven't hung out in years. No, that's not true, but you stopped by I understand once. your sentiment. <laughs> you stopped by one, once or twice. Which, this week. Vice versa. Yeah, this week we put in some time, you know. <laughs> I stopped by once or twice this week. But yeah, no, man, I know what you mean. I know what you're getting at. You're trying to make me sound bad, but not it's bad. all right because not it's Not bad, true. just busy. We are both very busy sometime, people. Sometimes it takes something like this. To make that happen again. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to... I'm a North Ender. I'm a mid-drifter. But it's for me to drive to Chinook, 
just to hang out with a buddy is something I, I haven't put on my list of things to do. My, my spouse or fiance, she she probably would want me to get out more and hang out and socialize because... So why haven't you came and visited me? Mostly because I'm selfish. <laughs> I just, I go home and it's, I got a, a little paradise, a little Disneyland, you know? Yeah, your place is pretty sweet. Dude, and it's, I got all these fun little projects that I'm all constantly doing and... And it's really hard for me to break away from that, especially when I was living in a trailer for three years. You know? Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to so do this. So you're pretty much, when you're living in a trailer while you're building a house, and or pretty much building a house, it kind of feels like you work 24 hours a day, huh? Cause, oh, yeah. Because you're, you're never relaxed until your no, place is done. And you're always hurting because it's like you wake up in this shitty cold little trailer. Sometimes your pillow is frozen to the condensation on the window. And you wake <laughs> up and you're like, I'm done. You're shitting... My toilet was a pocket door away from the bed where, where Alex, my fiance, would sleep. And every morning, I'm just giving it grief. And I just, I yeah, I realized then, I said, I got to fucking put it into gear. What's your opinion done. on uh, toilet closets within a bathroom, within a, like a master bath? Do you, do, you, do you guys do those? I don't. poop in privacy? No, I think it's ridiculous. Really? I don't like it. I, 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 it's not that I'm claustrophobic. But I like to be on a throne when I take my business, when I do my business. You don't want to be hidden away in a fucking closet. It's just going to make it smell worse. And I got a window on both sides of me that are openable by in, in reach. To, mm -hmm. I can open them while I'm sitting there. And, and I have a nice fan. It's 70 CFM, which is like minimum. But it wow, does 70, it. That's pretty good. It's, I went with the 70 because it's also, if you go with a good brand. and you get the Whisper Quiet? I got the Panasonic, and it's it's Panasonic's actually uh, really good with with fans for venting out like bathrooms and stuff. They made them really quiet. It's probably relatable to a whisper, but I can't even hear the thing. Mm -hmm. But then again, I can bar barely hear anything. Anyways, I, my hearing is. You just asked John Hansen, Papa John. He got his ears cleaned. He said it was the best thing ever. He could hear again. I, I think that's what I'm due for that because I, I really don't hear very well. I don't either. And uh, and so it's uh, the fan really wasn't that, but I hear my cadet heater. That fucking thing's loud. Mm -hmm. I don't like cadet heaters. Don't just get away from the cadets. But I just bought one. You fucked up. <laughs> What's your problem with them? They're noisy and oh. they stink. They do stink. You, if you don't run like it, it every day... You like that, that dusty fart dust smell? smell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly. Well, like an old man just farted in here. It you smells know? like you're uh, living in a cold place. I don't know. I just it's it reminds me of my childhood. It's I, a, you know, now that you're saying smell. that, I remember that on that podcast you talked about yep. that smell. I did. It's a familiar smell, no doubt, but it is basically like dust, like old, dried up skin cells that have accumulated on these heaters and then they fire off and it's no yeah, thank you that's exactly you don't it need it you don't need yeah. it there's better ways to heat your house is heated very efficiently can you explain a little bit what you did because it's really cool number one i use a wood stove and that can also accumulate dust and cook those which, are not good for your lungs the wood stove from what i've read which part of that the just the general air quality like the they're like first for me personally i notice it like uh mm. when we have a lot of fires which we have them all pretty much every day just because we all love to have fire and yeah. it makes the house cozy and warm and they're, I, it's my favorite way to heat the house. But I do worry about the fact that like there, there's got to be some kind of a particulate in the air. Or, it can happen think? in the beginning when you make the fire. Oh, yeah. You got the doors open and some of the smoke is coming into the room. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And, and that's no worse than sitting by a campfire. Which is not 
probably the best. <laughs> yeah, know? there's a little smoke. There's a little, yeah, blowing a little smoke. But I, I frequent taking bong rips or smoking. And if I'm smoking weed, I really don't mind a little bit of wood smoke. But yeah, there's been times like I've had the range hood on. Mm-hmm. And I'm making a fire, and the chimney reverses, and the oh, smoke yeah. actually comes into the house. No, that sucks. It's that sounds like a powerful range hood. Oh yeah, that baby's. You got the good one, huh? This Amazon off-brand, but I mean, it, it's got a six-speed on it. Yeah, you can really dial it in. Which most range hoods are probably like three speeds. Mm-hmm. You got your low, medium, and high. This one you can fine-tune for certain applications. You yeah. ever cook in cast iron? All every day. You do. Okay. I love cast iron. So you need a good range hood. You do, and you'd need one just period. Yeah. You need one, or else your house is going to stink. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a range hood, some people have those microwave range hoods. They don't work. They just filter there and send it right back, but it's not sufficient for... They don't even exit the house? Some don't. Oh. Yeah, some, they just, they bring it in, it goes through a filter and spits it right back out, and it's that's no good. Terrible no. idea, but yeah, they not... do it. Yeah, I no, but mine mine's a direct shot outside. There's no 90. There's one 90, but it's pretty much that's all it is a 90 and it goes right out. So it's super efficient, and it yeah it'll suck the the wood wood smoke right back into the room. So unless you have a well established fire and if you got good coals and it's burning, then it's okay. But there's been times where I make a fire, and maybe Alex she's making spaghetti sauce or something. And she's got the range hood just at, even at one or two, which mm-hmm. isn't that much suction. But uh, I'll go outside to get firewood, and when I come in, the whole house is smoked up. And I and she's sitting there on her phone. She's not paying no attention. And I'm like, hey, babe, they're, <laughs> they're looking at the whole house is filled with smoke. And she's like, oh, my bad. And yeah, she might. Either way, Thanks. shit happens. <laughs> it is really hard to make a fire without getting some smoke in the house. And I noticed that once you have a very specific technique, oh, yeah. you get almost none. That's um, exactly right. And when you see other people who don't have your technique, oh, it's frustrating. And I'm Been telling there. this from Melissa's perspective because she's really good at making fires and I'm a fucking idiot at oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Newer wood stoves, they have a fresh air intake. And so even if that range hood's going, it's it's breathing from it's outside. Pulling from. It's pulling out from outside. And so they kind of get away with some of those things. But I have an old antique and it's, it's a grandpa bear, mm-hmm. Fisher wood stove made in... Oregon and that thing's like the the hot rod of wood stoves. That's it's full throttle. Puts out some BTUs, huh? Oh, you better believe it. It's I enjoy it because you can make a quick fire and get it going and just throw a stump in there and it'll burn all night. Keep the house nice and warm. But back to the other forms of heating houses besides a cadet. I also have uh, radiant panels. That's what I was interested in. They're quiet. They don't make any noise. They're the, the, you feel the heat like you feel the sun and it just transfers into all these little cold little niches of the house and it's I, I think probably one of the most efficient ways to heat using electricity and uh, I would recommend it to anybody it's it you're not gonna deal with that dusty fart smell you're not gonna deal with a noisy fan I just got the brand new cadet it claims it was quiet it wasn't quiet yeah. that thing goes off it, it sounds like there's a train going by your house it's okay yeah, I might have messed. I might have made a mistake on the cadet, and I was warned, but I was also informed by our good buddy Colton Chalker. He installed one the other day, and he says, "Oh no, that's fantastic." Mm-hmm. He's a Sparky. He's the one who told me to get that. I took his word. Mm-hmm. Colton, he's working for cadet. 
You're working for cadet, motherfucker. <laughs> He's selling cadets all over town. Yeah. <laughs> you fucked me, man. He's in with the uh, under cabinet lighting people. What kind too. of commission is he making? What kind of commission? I want to know. We got to dig deeper into this. You put a chip in me that can do a diagnostic reading on like my heart and my 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 blood and everything. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it any day of the week. Our cars have it. We think it's fantastic when your car spits out a code that says, "Hey, I'm not breathing well." I'm like, "Okay, we better better get you checked out then." If I, I could look into my body and prevent something from bad happening by some chip that's inserted, why not? Neuralink, n- another great Elon Musk invention that I, I want to get one i would totally get one yeah. a, a lot of people are paranoid about maybe well it could be hacked and it could be everything can be hacked yeah people hack all the time roll the dice you gotta roll the dice yeah and every time that there's somebody hacking something there's some type of software reboot to prevent it from hacking the trick is don't hide things if you don't want to be hacked just don't have anything that people want to hack you for yeah yeah, they're always trying to hack you for your money. I get, oh, I'm always getting these phone calls from people wanting to know my social security number. These things. The fucking robocalls have ruined phones. Oh yeah. And they really did. Oh. I, I think that phones have lost some credibility yeah. since that all got so much worse. Just the last two or three years, it's That's, gotten so much worse. I mean, what, uh, do these people realize when they're doing this that it's th- this is it? Yeah. You're, you just fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Like you ruined a good thing. I'd say over half of the fo- phone calls I get are not real some of those people make mo- a lot, like well, they they scam these people i know it's ridiculous I, maybe people need to be more informed by these scams like we should be teaching people like hey if somebody if the irs wants information from you they're not going to call you they're not going to call you that way they're going to probably send you a letter yeah and it's going to be official so don't be scared or if a detective is trying to get a hold of you. Like I've been, I've had so many phone calls and they're always the same. If you don't have car insurance, you don't have to worry that the people are going to take your car because yeah. you haven't paid your car insurance. Like no. I get things about things you don't have. Yeah. Small business loan is going to, it hasn't received its payments or what, whatever. But sometimes I'll get a, a scam call and it doesn't matter if they have an accent or not. They're, they come in all forms, but sometimes I am just sitting there bored and I do have a fantastic conversation with this person uh-huh. and I call them out on their bullshit and they tell me to fuck off and, <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's happened. And I, I think I was just sitting here anyways. What the hell? That Might was, as well connect to somebody. <laughs> it was an experience. They were trying to scam me and I caught them and, but there's no harm, no foul. They're just trying to make a living, but what a shitty way to do it. But I'm going to grab some of that sausage. Oh, you know it. Yeah, for all the viewers out there that are, the, the two viewers that are listening right now, they got a good deal on some scotch over there at SIDS. This is, this is new. I, I didn't think they sold anything over there in their whiskey department on sale, but they got deals right now. You might want to check it out. That's going to be a liability, that that joist or that thing coming down there. Yeah. You're going to get, you had Hannah Bolden on here. <laughs> How did she miss it? You got cheese too? No, it's uh, you brought this stuff. Oh man. Oh, that's an ice cube tray. Yeah, I thought we could use some ice. That was a great Hannah joke. Wait, okay, VCR plays a VHF? S. Yes, yeah. And then VHF is the antenna. What's a VH? There's no VHS. That's the video cassette tape. The cassette tape is a VHS. And it's played on a VCR. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Which is a video copier recorder. That makes sense. Yeah, 
So Todd Carper, I see him every day. And first time I got to know Todd was at the North Jetty Brewery. And I just sat down next to him and, uh, and we started talking. And I think, like, he always thought maybe Alex is a little redneck. Like, maybe this guy. You are in the best way. Yeah, I am. I'm good ways. Yeah, in the good ways. I, I, I adopt the good things about being born in the country. You're a cultural appropriator. Yeah. But you're not a I'm redneck. A, a very diverse redneck. You're a liberal snowflake who happens to like their clothes and the activities. I'm, I am a tree hugger who actually likes to live in the trees and may cut them down every now and then if they're in the way. But I replant. And you guys are great stewards of your property. The Max. All of them. It's, it's something we take pride in. And you got to love the land that you live in or not just the land you live in. You got to love the land, period. Yeah. You, got, uh, you guys no matter where. really have a different way of looking at not just the land, but like the structures too. Like oh, you yeah. put a lot of love and care, you Max, into your surroundings and your environment like improves. Yeah. yeah. It's constantly growing and evolving and becoming better and better. Mm-hmm. That's what we want. We get behind. I shouldn't say we. I'm, I'm in this new phase. My folks, they get behind because they get busy with their work and they're getting older. It's getting harder to do those things. But uh, I met Todd, I think, for the first time at the Jetty, at the North Jetty, and which I've recently become a founder. And I recommend anybody who wants to be a founder of North Jetty Brewery. I think I saw your name on the wall. We, it's Alex and Alex. Yeah. Alex came home one night and she said, we're founders. And I said, you know what? The fuck on. It's tough times right now, and what a better time to support a local business. Yeah, it's it's important. That's I've always felt guilty about spending my money on food and drinks. Yeah, but not anymore. As a founder, thank you, COVID. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of reasons to to thank the times we're living in right now. A lot of reasons to to mourn too. We've lost over five hundred thousand people. It's been a hard year, and I think that we've learned a lot about these viruses, and I hope that we'll use this pandemic as a stepping stone to further prevent these outbreaks in the in the future. I hope that these vaccines that they're learning about, that these are new and improved, that, they, that they're going to work good. I'm trying to look for the best in this situation. And I've since the beginning of COVID, I've always tried to look at the best, but not pretend it doesn't exist. Because I think that a lot of people are, are struggling because of this virus. And and some people, it's an important times. It's an important time in their lives to be social, and they can't. That's the crux of it to me is the fact that people are in need of healthy choices, like to keep their immune system up, and yeah. they're not allowed to do the things that are a few of the things that are crucial to being healthy. Absolutely, like connecting with people. And I'm at a place in my life where this has never been a better time to social distance. I, uh, I I've been. Uh, around like this community and I can't go to a grocery store without running into five people and each person that's like 15 minutes of my time at least and and, and now I have the mask and a hat and on that's if you don't like any of them <laughs> I don't even like any of them I, like, I walk in you, there oh great into, it's this this person again you run into someone you actually you're gonna be in there half an hour oh at least especially someone I haven't seen in a while oh forget about well, then we may work our way to the parking lot I never get home yeah. and and it's frustrating for the other Alex who, who, she just looks at me with that look. Get hey, me the fuck out of here. If I did this to you, you would be all pissed off at me. Does she do that to you? It's happened one time. She doesn't she, strike me as the type. She she holds that one time. It was at a Costco. 
And you know what? You know what? I was in a I hurry. I going to Costco. There's no. T- Why would you be in a hurry to leave Costco? No, I was in a hurry to keep shopping. Oh yeah. But she was talking to an old family friend or what have you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, and it was nobody that important. But you know who are my favorite people? The ones who can find that. Because okay, so when you see somebody that at the grocery store, oh, you yeah. have a couple different ways you can play it. You can do the old. Nope, never. I just never happened to look over there. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't and, see and They're doing the same thing. You know, yeah. they do the exact and, same and thing. And that's a little unspoken agreement between right. the two Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. And yeah. it works. And it's, that's honestly, that's probably the most common choice for most people. Yeah. Or you can do, the uh, the second most common choice is like the obligatory stop and chat. Mm-hmm. Once, oh, it's almost as if you, once you acknowledge the person, you're obligated to stop and give up five minutes of your time to do something that neither of you want to do. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. So what I love is a person who can just give me the nod, give me a quick hello, get get your greeting out in five seconds or less. Yeah. Don't make me stop, and I won't make you stop, and we just acknowledge that we both exist and we're in the same building at the same time. That's beautiful. And then we go on with our fucking lives. Oh, that's a harmonic. Yeah. And you feel when you know that somebody's okay with it. Yeah. Because it's not always that. Sometimes you try that, because I'll do the roll through nod. How's it going? And some people have already stopped for a stop and chat. Oh, yeah. But I just keep on pushing that cart. Oh, and, man. And Especially when there's like, been a, like a medical emergency in their past since they've seen you. And they want to tell you about all their doctor visits. Like, dude, I see the crutches. I see the boot yeah, on your foot. I see it. It's You know what? Maybe not the best time to talk about it. I get your face. Everybody n- now knows about your condition. And that's fine if you're okay with it. I got to get I gotta get going. I got to get back home. And I got what I needed. But I do feel obligated being the person that I am and the people like the, the people that know me. They, Your life of the party guy. Fuck, they all want a piece. They yeah. want a piece. They want to talk. They know, oh, Alex is a great, he likes talking. And, and so I, I, sometimes I have this guilt that I need to do it. And Alex, the other Alex, she just really helped me with that. She's really helped me with, Hey, look, let's move the fuck on. Let's get out of here. They want to get home too. And yeah. you're giving them that, I don't, I don't know that, that reason to keep that the little. conversation going and you're not, you just got to back down sometimes and just move on. Let people know that you got a busy life going on. Cause I do. And time is super valuable. It's probably the most valuable thing that exists. Do you notice that more as you age? Oh yeah. I didn't used to feel it so much. I thought my labor was the most valuable thing I oh, had to no. offer. No, not anymore. No, my time is definitely better. But <clears throat> in, in, in the case of coming here to do a podcast, there's no, no worries on that time. You get some rewards out of it. It feels good, and if you get to talk to your friends or people that you don't know but you want to learn something from, it's, there's definitely some benefits. I would um, say the best benefit is just being here in your presence right now, and it's great, it doesn't man. get any better than that. I love having you here. That's People talk about heaven and all this, and where is heaven, or do we go to heaven? And I'm with that song, Heaven's a Place on Earth. And it might be right here, right now. This is heaven. All you got is this moment. This is what we got. And I get to go home to my beautiful fiance later and talk all about me and Jeff hanging out. And it just keeps getting better and better. And that's the way I want to live the rest of my life. Is me just, too. Just get better and better. And I feel like we're at a period of generativity in our lives. Like we're just coming into our 30s. Totally. We have a little bit of a base established we in our lives. We got a nice lives. foundation. You and I both have nice foundations. Yeah. You know? And we're starting to build up mm-hmm. more... Less out of necessity and more out of desire. We're like, finally comfortable. Uh-huh. Please. I've been comfortable before, but not like this. Not where I'm like on my own completely and just going to work. Not because I have to. I really wouldn't have to go to work. But because I, I want to be part of a bigger 
project or be part of something. But honestly, I could just stay at home the rest of my life and I'd be a happy man. I'd be a happy guy. And that is... You need to get more animals. That is fully like being blessed to the max. Like when you can just wake up and be like, smell those roses. And right now the daffodils are coming out. They're starting to turn. See my article in the paper? I did not. I wrote a thing about daffodils. Alex just totally made a beautiful row of daffodils down our fence line. Uh-huh. And I think you would I take would note. I see them. Especially this time of year. They're, they're, they're bulbing out. They're looking beautiful. They're looking ready. They're looking ready to burst. I don't know exactly How when. How close to the pavement? They're right on the fence line. Fine. Yeah, so... Um, so that's, you're good. <laughs> but this year, you know what? And maybe for the years in the future, we're not going to hit the fence line no more. You know what? You could do a fall treatment where... Perfect. You put out something Perfect. when the bulbs they are dormant. Won't, they won't harm the bulbs. If the, you do the right The way. dormant ones. Yeah. Yeah. You could use the right stuff. The, see, this is something that I think needs to be discussed more about definitely when it comes to when's the right time to treat your yard, when's the right time to treat all these things. There's a- There's resources available. Contact your local extension office. Contact your local county weed boards. They yeah. have... All kinds of resources, rental equipment, I educational wanna, I, resources, especially. I want to get back to Todd real quick because uh-huh. he's the one who sparked this whole conversation. And a, and a shout out to Todd Carper. Shout out. He's a good dude. Love the guy. I see him almost daily at Jack's Country Store. You can see him there. He is the dude with long hair, and he is a fantastic guy. Every time I see him, he's always smiling and got a, got something good to say. Uh-huh. And but the first time I met him was at North Jetty. And I, he thought I was some redneck, probably trumpeter, because of the way I look. And, and most people probably, when they see me, they go, he looks like he's a, he's more conservative type, maybe. And that's, I'm a beautiful, unique snowflake. You like Romeos on your feet. It's not, not anymore. No, not a Romeo guy? Uh, I don't actually see anybody wearing Romeos They hurt anymore. my feet. Yeah, they, they fucked up my whole life. I think, like, people associate that with some hardworking dude, but real hardworking people wear sneakers. because or they boots. Kn- or boots, but if you're running up and down anything, don't you want to wear shoes that allow you to do it better? Yeah. Why would you want to wear something that has no sole or grip or nothing like this? Makes no sense. If you're walking around thinking I'm I'm a hardworking individual wearing my car hearts and this and that and they're clean and you wear Romeos, you're a poser. And a lot of people do it. I, I did it when I was a kid. It's a style. Yeah. And then I realized, no, wear a pair of sneakers and some jeans that have polyester in them for good stretch. Oh, that's so nice. You know, I like that. Yeah. What I don't like about the sneaker thing, though, is they have too many mesh portions. Most sneakers are too well vented for me. Oh, sure. So, no, so they make special work sneakers. They do? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. that's cool. They're called work shoes. And they, you can buy them anywhere. They There is a brand called Work Shoe, but they put it right on the side, and that looks too tacky. Yeah. I want a pair of work shoes that just look like sneakers, but they have uh, steel plates underneath, so they're, mm-hmm. you can't step on a nail. They're waterproof, but they still have that mesh. But I don't know. They have something in there that allows the water not to go through. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with working in the dunes when we're building a house on the beach and sand will go through those that mesh. Exactly. At the end of the day, your foot is compacted. It's so tight in there because it's like sand and your sock and your foot. And it's just, you got to pour sand out of your shoes. Sometimes they're, the, the sneakers aren't the best. Yeah. And, oh, wet days too. You don't want wet foot all day. Oh, no. Get that wet grass. Ugh. Terrible. No, no, thank you. Terrible. I started wearing Keens and- Oh, those are good. They're good. Like the hiking type sandal shoe? These ones- That are a closed in sandal? 
Nah, these ones are like like a Romeo shape. Okay. But they have a sole. They have oh, yeah, I, I know the ones. They're waterproof. They're insulated. They're nice. But I don't have to, no waste of time trying to tie them. I don't like laces. Oh, these don't have laces? I was going to show you my shoes with like quick laces. They're elastic, stretchy laces with a clip on them like you get at the bottom of a windbreaker or something. Perfect. And they're really easy. You just throw them on. Uh, they're the best shoes I've ever had. Oh, they're that's called perfect. Vivo Barefoot. Yeah, I like that. They're really good. Yeah, and I, I need a pair of those. They look a little bit weird, but that's, okay. that's the thing with those minimalist shoes. They all look a little bit weird. I'm wearing suspenders right now. I look weird all the time. Your pants will fall down. The problem, I, I, I always have ass crack shown. Anybody's worked with me is always like, oh, man, you got to do something about that ass crack. And I go, I know. What are you supposed to do about it? It's going to be there. I don't mind it, really. Like, for me, I don't mind it. I can scratch my, my back and wipe my ass at the same time. It's all right there. You got a high ass. Oh, super high ass. And, and so I started wearing suspenders, and it changed my world, really. I, I feel secure about bending over if I have to pick something up. Pants you, fit right? Yeah, it's hard to find a pair of pants that fit right. Ever, ever crowd your taint? All the time. A little bit today, I, today I, I overdid it. I was stretching on a scaffold plank, trying to reach out on top of a house. It was like, it felt it felt like a good thirty foot up. I mean, uh -huh. We were up high, and just, I'm just on one plank, which probably isn't L and I kosher. Sometimes it's what people do when they're in construction. And uh, hypothetically, I was doing that. We had a harness on. You were legit. Yeah. Anyways, I overdid it. My I was definitely too tight on the crotch. But what are you going to do? That's work, man. That's Those work harnesses will really restrict blood flow oh. to the nuts. Oh, they're terrible. I've put on, I, we put our harnesses on every now and then. If we're working where people can see you, you have to wear them. <laughs> you mean if you're working where you can fall? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I'd love to, <laughs> like we always joke about, let's build a house for somebody who works for L&I and, and see how long it's going to take trying to put up every safety precaution. And they're going to pay for it. And they'll be like, oh, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and dangle off the side of the roof? I don't fucking care. But w regulations are good. They are good. They're good. They keep people safe. And yeah. I think that's number one. That's the name of the game. We Yeah, we got to try to, as humans, like figure out where they need to stay or at least operate for the time being. Because yeah. if there's no regulations, it's like the jungle. You ever read that book? It's like about this, the meat packing industry of the 1920s. I think I've read like one book in my whole life. That was not the one then. Probably... I've read educational texts. I read instructions. I'll read Facebook comments. But I've... I include audiobooks for sure. Oh. Like listening to books is, is... What about a podcast? Nope. That nope. don't count? That, that's just like listening to a conversation. Yeah. Do you <laughs> like reading? I do, yeah. Like uh, fictional? Yeah, yeah, I do. I haven't had the time to do that really much in my adult life but i spent a lot of time in books you, you used, you used you, to mock me for that actually remember i mock you, pretty much everybody for it i you, don't you, I understand you it you used to tell me that my martin the warrior was my best friend <laughs> did i really yeah <laughs> good and you were right i was your best friend i know so you could have said that because i was like choosing to stay home to read yeah and you you're know, like what the fuck man i know a lot of people that do that all the time they just read their, their whole life is stuck in a book and I think that's great because they're working that brain. It works. It, your brain's a muscle. And the more yeah. you read, the more the strength that brain's going to have. In so, some areas. In some areas. But I think if you're reading nonsense, then I think it, it, it's like working out for doing nonsense. It's, hey, yeah, great. Your bicep is huge. But what good is that going to do? In fact, it might actually not be good for you. It's possible. It might be you're overstraining it and your other body that isn't as strong. So it's, I don't know if that's the most important part of your brain you need to be working is on a fictional book. 
I think, dude, I think the stuff that is uh, presented as real but is actually fictional, like mm-hmm. a lot of conspiracy theories, that's yeah. the stuff that's dangerous. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Favorite is hard. The ones that There's interest so me the most are yeah. not necessarily my favorites. Yeah, sure. I find the most intriguing. Because um, I love a good conspiracy. I'm a sucker for a good conspiracy. Me too. I keep trying to bait the guests into talking about it, and nobody goes there. It's, everyone's afraid. Yeah, I know. I don't get that. I don't either. Hey, because some of them, I mean, conspiracy, it's just, it's another word for, what, what is it when somebody, when a stereotype, it's like, they exist for a reason. You know, it's like, there, there's a reason why there's so many people that believe that UFOs are real, or the reason why people think 9-11 was planned for yeah. instance it and was that, planned but not maybe not by our government but it was yeah. planned the, you know? the reason is not necessarily what the conspiracy theory posits that it yeah. is but it is there's a reason yeah. for sure so it's it, there's no reason not to investigate that yeah. it, it, within your own mind or but see, what the, resources you have i'm just not an expert at any conspiracies me neither i just i get suckered into them i just yeah. like them and some of them like QAnon, for instance i don't understand that one bit i don't understand the flat earthers yeah. I think for me, it's an intention. They they want the attention. They like the attention they get from saying, "Oh, I believe the Earth is flat." I'm sure there's some of that for sure. I don't know what else there could be. There's I no... think I think there's a really like a route you can take in your mind that's like a very slippery slope for reason, mm. where you if you put on blinders to where you just access your confirmation bias, where it's just you just hunt out specific information that will. Prove your point or whatever. I do that hypothesis. all the time. I do yeah, that. we all do it. Yeah. That's how we reason. But if you don't also redirect and try to find some counterexamples, mm. like how could I possibly be wrong? I think they get here? Lo- they get they start going down that slope, and they, they, they like, the momentum sliding. is too much. Yeah, and too before but the momentum of all these things that you have confirmed already is too great to be slowed down by any counter evidence. Just like a good lie. Yeah. Just like a good lie, and that's to me what that's it is. What a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah, that's a good lie. Yeah. There is a lot of evidence with. I don't think they call them UFOs anymore. They call them AFO, aerial you, phenomenon, or oh yeah, AP. unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah, they're not UAPs. UFOs. Yeah, they had to rename it because you know too you, many crazy people. Because UFO is a conspiracy. Yeah, you know? like, let's make a new name for it. And you start having these Navy released footages of these uh, aircrafts they can't explain. Doing what weird... do you think about Commander Fravor and the Tic Tac? I think it's real. Me too. How could it not be real at, at this point with that guy's credibility? Yeah, and this thing goes down in the water and moves around and they have it on radar doing crazy shit. They, it traveled from like 30,000 feet above sea level to sea level in less than one second. And then it traveled from this location where the pilot had visually identified it. And then crazy short amount of time, like seconds later, it was 60 miles away at their rendezvous point. A, a, a tic-tac shape may look like a blimp, but a blimp isn't going to do that. A, a blimp doesn't manipulate gravity. <laughs> no. And and also, when you look at a tic-tac shape, when you're dealing with pressure and you're dealing with these things, it handles pressure. Yeah. That's why propane tanks are what they are. That's why all these, oh, that's why all tanks are shaped that way. That's uh, Cylinder shapes are super strong. Yeah. And if you think about how, uh, the way that I think that those things work, if, the, if they exist, it would have to be some kind of like gravity envelope. Where it like can slice open and somehow become I love that idea untethered from gravity. Yeah, I love that idea. Why not? Yeah, and then because then it doesn't need a propulsive force; it just needs to remove resistance, right? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, it's crazy too. When I was watching the Mars recent Mars landing of Perseverance, and that little landing pod looks like a UFO, uh-huh. the heat shield, whatever they have on there. I was like, look, look, they copied the UFO shape. There's a reason for it: the way it handles heat, the way it does things. So I don't know if that's why we see a lot of UFOs that are that shape. 
maybe they can maybe that's the right shape to handle going through an atmosphere i don't know what else who knows who knows i'm i imagine we probably won't find out no i don't i don't expect to what do you think about that he's israeli ex-aviation general who released that he made it now he's writing a book about it so people are very skeptical when they write a book about it because like he's just trying to make money but he says that there's a galactical federation out there on mars and that we know about it already and he's everybody says he has enough credit where if he's saying this it's true in his mind he's an old man people start getting a little delusional they say the memory is the first thing to go but he believes and he was told that the u.s and and israel both are in communication with aliens right now that trump knew about it and that they that trump was going to release it and say hey man there's freaking ufos out there there's aliens out there we have contracts with them saying hey we're not going to release to the public that you exist and uh, and then they this leaked out or i don't even think it leaked out i think he wanted people to know about it and he's super credible and it makes you think "Eh, makes sense that there if there was space travelers that there's more than just one yeah. And that they have some type of a, an, a, a galactical agreement. Hey, okay, we're not just going to go overtake other planets and we're going to let these people do what they do because we've learned from our past that it's kind of fucked up to just go somewhere. And we've, we're learning that. I hope the mankind's learning that, that you just can't go into another country and just take it over. I feel like we're starting to figure that I think out. We are, but we're, yeah. we're but it wasn't that long ago. It's a long process. It wasn't that long ago. We were we're all about it. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was like just a couple of years ago. We were yeah. still doing that. Yeah. Pretty heavy. We might still be. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Planning. Their stuff goes. The humans. Ugh, I love them, but I also like man. There's a lot of hate in that world. Yeah. Truer words were never spoken. You know, Let's have a toast to that. I'll toast to that. Remember Rick Bishop used to say that all the time. Truer words were never spoken. That was one of his phrases. You gotta. Can you do it with a lisp? I, I don't think I should. Come on, you got the braces on. Come on. I now. don't think uh, I should. Everybody does a good Rick Bishop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick Bishop, if you're out there listening, and I doubt it. The guy is old. He probably doesn't He's have probably internet. Probably not I'm, listening. But he was our English teacher and football coach in, in middle school. And football coach. And uh, man, he could get hot. Man, the guy got tempered. He was a great teacher. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I liked him. I got along good with him. I heard a story about him. He'll know. There was a. It was a different time when he. He's been teaching at Awaka for a long time. Yeah, there's pictures of him in my parents' yearbook wearing checkered pants. And uh, this guy that I I've worked with or worked for, I'll leave his name out because he was traumatized by Bishop, but he he did something, got in trouble, and Bishop's like, hey. I I got you earned five hacks. A hack is when they whack you with a. It's like a paddle with air with holes through it, so they can really get it whipping. I'm pretty sure they call it a hack. Yeah, I don't I think know. You're right. I think a whack would sound uh, better because you whacking somebody, but they call it a hack. And he's, you got five hacks after school. You come to me, and if you don't show up, then uh, you get ten hacks on Monday. And he, this is a guy who taught us, and when we were being taught, you you didn't hit kids. Some of us might have, but. I never, I got hit one time. I'm going to leave the teacher out, but. Really? Yeah. It, it was, he knew I could, or she knew, was, was, was whoever, they knew that I wasn't going to be a, too upset about it, but I had it coming. Yeah. It was a broom, whacked me in the ass, bent over time my shoe, and it was whatever. The PE teacher poked me in my fat belly with a sharpened pencil. Oh, that's degrading. Yeah, it was. I didn't care for it. 
You don't touch a... You don't poke a fat belly. Directly in my belly button. Oh, that's the worst place to do it. I have a, a mole in my belly button, which I got is a sensitive weird. belly button. Yeah, it's, it actually really hurt. I did. I was furious. I got actually a gift. Like my belly button, it's like this special lint trapper. Type. Oh, yeah, I got that too. Really? Yeah, it is. You're the, you're the only person I really that knows about the lint trapper. I, my dad had it. I remember when I was a kid is it a, pulling lint But you don't have a button. hairy belly, do you? No. No, see? I, I manscape. Yeah, I got a hairy belly, right? I always assumed that it was like the hairs were working the lint all the way down on my belly button. I have no idea how it happens. It's every day, man. I got I guarantee you, if I look right now. It's almost like your belly button's a drain. There's probably something in there. No, you know what? We're, I took oh, yeah. A sh- I got some right here. I took a shower today. I got some right here. I took a shower just a couple hours ago. It does matter. Yeah. Rick Bishop, though, was a good coach. I remember he would stand up for the team every time there was a bad call. Oh yeah, he was good. he was good. He would Get say, furious. That was a, that was a bullshit. That was a bullshit bullshit call, ref. He was he wouldn't care with his powerful lisp. And you don't after Mike Tyson, you don't fuck with a guy with a lisp. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're this right. guy's got maybe insecurities. That Everyone gonna... in the '90s was terrified of a lisp. <laughs> oh man, you're a lisp. You better back the fuck down. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, but seriously though, somebody who has something, yo, like a stutter, fuck. Don't come at me with a stutter, man. No. You, I, I'll give you everything I've got. You're breaking my heart. If if somebody with a stutter s- starts talking to me, I just start stuttering right back because it's just like uh, a natural pages. defense mechanism. I'm like, oh shit, I better show them that I got a stutter too. That way I don't have to, I don't know. Have you ever heard a person fake a stutter? I do it all the time. If you had a stutter right now, I would be able to just... I would be able to do it, but I, I got to be around someone with a stutter and it just... If I'm around... A Hispanic person or a, a black person, I I just mimic. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> that could end up with some awkward interactions. It actually comes up where they feel comfortable. They're like, I don't know why he's doing it, but he's good. He's good at it. But I have to be around that person. So you just you're getting Thai food. You just fall into a, of a little Thai dialect every time. I'm terrible and embarrasses. And my mom does it too. She's getting Indian food. She starts talking real slow, even though they speak fast, but she just starts talking so they, she thinks they can understand her. But she's she's guilty of changing her voice box when she's around, because uh, it probably comes from being an immigrant. Yeah. And having to blend in, in with a bunch of Americans, mm-hmm. speaking all this weird pig Latin English. And not wanting people to fuck up your food. That's true. Yeah. They like, do I got to get that message across. That's like, how I like it. That's It is common to get your food fucked up. Oh, yeah. I don't look at the, like, when I get handed uh, takeout, I, I don't study it first in front of them, but Alex does it every time. And it's a good thing she does because there is a lot of times when you, there's no sauce for my spring rolls in here. Where's my spring roll sauce? You know what I mean? And then you gotta, you're not driving back. No, you just eat them dry and you're like pissed. Sit there in, in misery, just like, it's ruined. I might as well throw the whole fucking like, thing what away. Are, what are we, peasants? <laughs> yeah. These dry ass egg rolls? Oh, we are. We are. We, we do, we are kind of peasant stock, but it's okay. We like it, it that is. way. We like it that way. You know, like peasant food, like uh, cheap food is yeah. some of my favorite stuff. Like a good beef stew. Well, you grew up on it. Yeah, I really did it. I, I remember mean, you used to like that shit. It was like Reese's peanut butter cup peanut butter. Sugary peanut butter. And I, I was always- not like that. I was jealous. I was like, I got this- Adams with separated fat and all these yeah. uh, oh, I totally peanuts in there, and, and and here's Jeff getting the good shit. It's like high the sugar, the government peanut butter. <laughs> tastes like he's got he's eating candy. Yeah, it, he just has a nice glass of boxed milk and from the powder and nice. Lucky you, sugared peanut butter sandwich. You didn't know, man. You're ahead of the time eating oh, that yeah. Wonder Bread. 
Here I was eating that whole bread, eating this thick bread that I was like, man, I want some of that white bread. I want some of that white bread. Yeah. Did you even know that was all food bank food? That's why I thought it was from the church. I mean, it could have been, but so you tell me. Sometimes churches are food banks. Oh, that's true. But yeah, no, I I didn't know you guys were food banking. Yeah, that's where that stuff came from. I hated that stuff. I I had it in my head that the food was bad. Yeah. There's no way that they would give this away for free if it was good food. Yeah. Because there would be sometimes like name brand stuff in there. Oh, yeah. But it would be like a, a box of expired granola bars or something. Oh. They taste, they fall apart a little bit. But I yeah. got a lot of expired food growing up. Uh-huh. I did. My 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 folks, they were frugal. That's how they, we grew up frugal. They were immigrants. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they did well for themselves, but like... Uh, I'd say they did exceedingly if well. If you ask them, they're always broke and have no time to do anything. They might listen to this, but that's what they say. That's how you end up with money. Is by yeah, you got to have that mentality. Yeah. You got to have that mentality. I can't afford to go out to eat tonight. If you do that every day, eventually you can't go out and eat and feel okay about it. But mm-hmm. in reality, they probably could go out and eat every night, but they don't like it. They mm-hmm. like, I think they like just eating a good home cooked meal at home and and I don't know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's you know? some satisfaction I get from that. That's really nice. It's We've been feeling. eating a lot at home even with covid with all the takeout services now which is something that if they didn't like if some of these restaurants didn't adapt to a better takeout they probably wouldn't have made it but some of them they really shined with covid it's like they were selling look at the crowd i mean they're always a takeout already but they did well you know and i've uh, I've gone there a lot more the last year than before some of the other restaurants i feel like they just used they just took the time to just hey let's kick back do some renovations and i think a lot of people did that i think a lot of people said hey there's never been another opportunity like right now to to do these types of renovations and might have not been the best financial time you asked trump we had the best economy the best everything so it would everybody should have been well prepared to have a good covid breakout but see that's the thing if people would if people had expendable income yeah. and and listened to the people like Trump wasn't lying about that. The He was referring to the stock market and calling it the economy. Which is, yeah, it's totally different. It's not the same thing. Not the but same. But the stock market was killing it. Oh, absolutely. And so if you knew where to put your money, yeah. it, it could have been a good year. But the, everything of, else, small business, everything else fell apart. So yeah. I, I don't know how you can say the economy is kicking ass. It's hard to tell. There's too many, there's too many factors in that equation. There's just too many variables. Yeah. And so what is the economy? Tesla. My economy has been great. In my own personal life, not that I've made any money, but I haven't really, I didn't, like, I didn't do that that great this year, but I've had more time to do the things and I can take a little bit of money and get a lot done Yeah, with my skill set. So it's like, all I crave is the time. And if I have the time, the money comes and goes, I don't need much to do what I'm going to do. So I'd argue since the industrial revolution, we've been just go all the time. And, and then and, accelerated when the internet hit. Oh man, it just keeps on growing exponentially. It just always, it just seems like we're in this rut of you got to work more hours, more time, and for other people, more most of the time, it's well, not really for always. Your, it's not for yourself. And I've always complained. I, was, I don't have no time for myself. And in this year, it finally, with working in a family business and having stay-at-home orders and this and that, I was like, man, I could. And I, I don't want to gloat about it because it, a lot of people were affected bad by it. But for me, it was like, this is the best freaking time of my life. I've never had a better, this has been my favorite year. I got engaged this year, which <laughs> that's already a huge milestone. 
And then I'm I got excited about that wedding. Oh That's gonna man, be a fun one. And I'm actually just excited that you guys are getting married. It's really cool. I think a lot. Of, it's amazing. Like before, I asked Alex to marry me. I couldn't go anywhere without people going. When are you gonna get married? When are you gonna marry? Probably Everywhere. after your first date, because you're both Alex. Everybody just wants us to get married so bad, and we want to get married really bad. But it's like right now we're trying to plan a like a big party. It's what we don't know, so we might just get. I just told her, let's just get married and then have a party when the time's right, and people will show. That's what me and Melissa did. Yeah, and we had our ceremony in Vegas out, not like the Elvis style Vegas, but we went out in the desert. And- I remember I, I I thought, oh, we should go. And then I thought, ah, I don't leave home ever. And like Vegas, that's a far trip for me. We did that intentionally. Yeah, uh, you like wanted we to made keep it, the down a little bit. Not necessarily to keep people away, but to give people the license to say, nah, because I really, and neither did Melissa, we didn't want people to come because they felt obligated to Well, you would have had hundreds of people. If you had exactly. it in Chinook, at the Chinook store or the school, <laughs> or the store. People love this. That truck place store. would get crowded quick. Oh man, you'd feel it. You'd feel the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. But and there's a church right next door. It would be. A, it would have worked. It would have worked. But I understand. We feel the same way right now. Yeah. Man, you, we can't go to a restaurant without people excited about our wedding. Like they all pe- want. Pee, they all, all want to be there. You people know? feel like they're doing you a favor by coming to your wedding. They bring a good I'm gift. Throwing this party for you guys. Yeah. We yeah. get to get married, and that's for us. But. The party's for you. So COVID was in one way another blessing as yeah. far as wedding planning because it's, you know what, we take our time and do what we want to do, whatever is comfortable for us. And we were talking about it yesterday. People are asking from out of town, we got to get plane tickets going. You guys want to get married in August? We're going to have to start booking plane tickets. And it's... Don't let it get to you, man. Yeah, no, I don't. That's not your fucking problem. It goes right over my head yeah. every time. I, I listen because I'm a good listener. People don't believe that, but I actually am a good listener. I listen to your podcasts. I probably feel like I know more about your podcasts than you do sometimes because of my good listening. I believe it. I brought up some things. You had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I was like, hey, dude, I was in your podcast. I listen. But I listen to everything Alex says, but sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, I just try not to let it get to me. Like Mm -hmm. when she wants to talk about the wedding, we've had a lot of talks about the wedding and we just need to pull the trigger. We just, I think we just should get married. I want to. I just want to get married. And How did you propose? With lots of anxiety. and. Did like, you plan something out or did you do it on a whim? Or both? I did both. I did, I hate to say it, but out of convenience, really. It was kind of like... You put it in her Chicken McNugget <laughs> case? It was in a clamshell case. <laughs> it was her, she, for Valentine's Day, she wanted uh, steamer clams. Uh-huh. And that's, for me, something that That's I, That's cute, man. That's a connection. I can get steamer clams... And I have that connection with the oyster and clam industry. And so it's if my baby wants some clams for Valentine's Day, yeah, by golly, she's going to get some clams. Okay. And I'm going to cook it up and I'm going to have some good bread and maybe a salad. Oh, man, I'll do it. And so if that's all she asks for Valentine's Day is that we have a steamer clam dinner. What a good girl. Like she's not asking anything crazy. We're not going out to a restaurant and spending hundreds of dollars. And I I bought her flowers this year too, Costco. Nice. They were nice. They were really nice. Oh, I got those same flowers. They're still in the house. They're she, great. Oh, yeah. She didn't see it coming. She, she had the forty nine ninety nine ones or the Fuck cheaper no, ones? no. I got the $20 <laughs> one, man. I saw them $49 ones sitting Ooh, they, there. It took them a bit to bloom, but it was worth it. I was thinking about it, and then the lady that was packing the shells full of flowers. Exactly. She sold me the flowers. She was sitting there, and I said, what do you think? I'm Pretty trying much to... forced me to get the expensive ones. Well, she. I just asked her, what should I get for my fiance? And she says- She said, well, do you want to get your dick sucked? Essentially. That's what she said to me. Essentially, she said, you're going to get your dick sucked if you get these motherfucking flowers right here. And I go, 
okay, I didn't think about it, but the white and red, it's significant for a bridal. So as a fiance, I thought, hey, let's get the white and red ones. I never would have picked out white and red. I would have went full, oh, yeah. full red mode. And I, I, she- That contrast is kind of nice. That lady at Costco, say, and, and Alex thought that right away. She said, they're so beautiful with the white and the red in there. I, you know, I didn't think you would, but she didn't- Actually, she didn't think I got her any flowers because I didn't deliver them till she was already asking questions about flowers. Oh, it would have been nice to have some flowers. And I go, oh yeah, I know. I really Funny thing you say that. Hush-ah! Exactly. And you bust them out. So I did. <laughs> I, had, I was like, I gotta go pee. And I stepped outside and went in the garage and grabbed them. And she just, oh my God, yeah. We, it, it was fantastic. So we had steamer clams. We had the flowers. We had it all. It was a beautiful Valentine's Day. It was textbook. But back to how I proposed was the same way, except I put the ring in a clamshell, but I fucked up. I was nervous. It's so nerve-wracking. And I didn't get down on my knees. Oh, you got it. I got it. You got it. You got to get on your knees. If you don't get on your knees, you might as well just start all... You might as well find a new girl at that point. <laughs> like, all right, I fucked up. Be ready uh, it was nice to know you. Forever. Oh, it gets brought up all the time. And I sometimes I get annoyed by the conversation. Like, Jesus, you know, it's not an easy thing you to do. you didn't get on your knees either. Yeah, you didn't get on. What happened to that Costco lady did. saying you're going to suck my dick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, which no complaints there, but I definitely, uh, I dropped the ball on the knee drop and I felt it, it's going to haunt me the rest. It, it, it's not going to ruin our relationship, but it's going to, she's going to be able to poke the bear for the inter for the rest of our lives yeah. with that story well, that's low hanging fruit and people always want to know how you proposed and i thought I, I, you know what though i did the, the human thing we make mistakes it's just natural it's i wouldn't even know if that's a mistake because you got the goal like the goal was to get her to marry you and she agreed to marry you i would call that an oversight she definitely agreed and we still had a good time i, I we in life you look you make mistakes you learn yeah. I'll never make that mistake again, baby. I know you're, you're out there listening right now. I'll always get on my knee for you. Always. I knew I wanted to marry her early on. I just didn't want to go through all of the the wedding part. It's a little anxiety provoking, huh? Yeah, it totally is. And I, I told myself like, cause we were living in a trailer and we were going, we were going through a lot. It was just working, living in this fifth wheel winters here on the peninsula are wet and trailers they're not really they don't like this area they don't like this area it's so Probably moist half as much time as in a dry oh, place oh man it's so just the amount of condensation you're you got so much water in the air and it's it was brutal like i every day i just could think i want out of this i want to make things better so i told myself when we get a bedroom out of this trailer that's when i'm going to marry her and it happened to be Within a month of that, I, oh, I wow. got in that bedroom. I said, okay, it's going to happen. So I knew I wanted to propose soon. And then Valentine's Day was coming around the corner. And I said, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I was like, in my head, I knew I was, I was, what I was going to do. Did you tell anybody ahead of time? What about your brother? Yeah, I told my family, I think. <laughs> I can't remember. It was, you got a lot of emotions when you're, doing, when you're putting up, when you're going to propose. It's yeah. You're in a different world at that I'm point. starting to build a picture of you that I didn't really fully know about, that you are you're a compartmentalizer. What does that mean? You take parts of your life and you put them in little boxes in your mind, and then when you don't need them, you just keep them in the boxes. Oh, sure. And, yeah. and sometimes uh, anxiety oh, yeah. is one of those plays things. plays a big part in there. So it just like things that will keep you, like things that are going to fuck up your, so you're like, you're Alex Mack, man. You're life at the party guy. 
everyone's happy when you're around and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So if something's going to mess with your ability to be that guy, you might just stick it in the box. Sure. And just not think about it. Yeah, because it will, it, it will haunt you and it'll distract you from other things. You hide that really well. Yeah, I, you, you, I don't hide it in my armpits, though. Check this out. See that? <laughs> See that? We all do it. Oh, wait. This is maybe the least sweaty I've ever been. So you might, I might hide it with my face and with maybe my words, but th there's parts of my body that are going, you can't hide it all, motherfucker. Like, you might be hiding some shit right now, and you're compart putting it in compartments, like you're saying. Yeah. But I, I definitely do that. I think that's organizational skills. Like you gotta, oh, yeah, for you sure. Gotta, you got to be able to, and I, I've always been pretty good at organizing. But I gotta, think a lot of people... I, I just look at the way when Alex and I were out camping, she always has to squat to pee, and I get to stand up. What a huge advantage. White privilege. White pri well, male privilege. Male privilege. That's a whole other topic talking about this. We right. had plenty of friends growing up that were uh, Hispanic. Yeah. And yeah, they were treated Hispanically. We didn't know nothing. We were like a bunch of idiot white people in a tiny little white trash town. I hope I didn't offend anybody in that way, but I was a dumb kid. I, I like, I've always liked to say shit that riles people. You were not up. a dumb kid. Ruffle feathers. Every always, kid is a dumb kid. You were, you, every kid's a dumb kid, no doubt, but you, you were a cut above the rest, I would say. Oh, I don't know about that, but I was definitely I looking for ways to. You might have been a little evil, but. I was definitely not evil. I'm not oh, yeah. evil. But. I remember. You, were, you would say, hey, my brother, he's uh, claustrophobic. Let's go dig a hole and put him in it. I did. That stuff I did do. That I, was evil. That was evil, actually. But I was right with you going, hell yeah, that sounds like a good old time. I see that stuff in kids, and I remember how it's it creepy. felt. It yeah. is creepy. Because when I, as an adult, it's so easy to be horrified and be like, think about the implications of your actions. Mm -hmm. You're like knowingly inflicting pain on this other human being and enjoying it. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Not that's good. so bad for your psychology. So it, that's why parents are so necessary. You learned from it and it made you a better person. Yeah. So sometimes having to experience that feeling and saying, yeah, that is naughty. That was oh, bad. Man, I was so mean to Jake. Yeah, I wasn't. I was just there for the ride. I just yeah, saw no, what you, you were doing. I didn't have the, I was the little brother growing up. So you probably were like, yeah, maybe so take it easy. Maybe that kind of shit was happening to me. And I was like, all right, let's pass it down to Jake now. Oh yeah, it could be. And, but I was the youngest uh, out of six kids. And so it was like. And that wasn't a typical living situation. So you had, can you explain a little bit about your, the, your parents and, and your aunt to. and uncle coming into the country? I'd love to. It's, it's a. Do you want to take a break first? Yeah, I got to pee. I got to pee too. Pour myself another grouse fart. I'm probably good on alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, man, I barely ever drink. So it's, honestly, I, I just drink in here. Perfect, man. Yeah, because it, it loosens people up, the guest. But, uh, then, yeah, then I need whatever else you got you going. You can't say that. You can't say that. We're still recording? I just turned it back on. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Turn it back off. Hold on. <laughs> off the record shit. No, it's okay. Here's the deal, though. We don't have to use the headphones anymore, I don't think. If you don't want to. No, um, actually, I can hear myself better this way. Yeah, this is nice. This yeah. is not a problem. Because we can see the wave up yeah. here, too. So. Yeah, I'm just going to try to talk the same way I'm, I'm talking right now. Look, I'm right in the mid-range. Perfect. You're a little hot. Little, little hot. hot. Okay, so you I can... clipped once. Okay, so I'm going to stay right in this little range here. Yeah. You can get up real close and do your NPR voice. Oh, yeah. That's always good. Ooh. Okay. Or you can get it back here and push out, like... Who like from the diaphragm. Right. That's what the Jeff Hilton voice. Oh yeah. No. He's, he's got a great voice for podcasting. Deep. Practically yells everything he says. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. It's this it's like a roar. Yeah. He's a powerful <laughs> person to be around. That podcast that I did with him yesterday went really good. It was magical. It was smooth. I uh wanted to listen to the rest of it, but then I got distracted or 
I got asked to come in here and do my own podcast. I know. Took up my time trying to listen to podcasts. Podcasts are time consuming. They're great. Yeah, it's it takes a long time to listen to them. And it takes a lot longer to make them. Oh yeah, I bet. You're in here slaving away, trying to edit out all the shit and fuck words that I'm saying. It's and, fun though. It's you know. fun. Yeah. I'm not gonna edit out those words. Say as many as you want. Are we actually? Are we going again? Yeah, we're going again. We're back in. All right. What was that last? You were asking me something. What were you asking me? Oh yeah. So when we were young, we yeah. lived maybe not a stone's throw, but maybe two stone's throws. We were a, from like, each other. Definitely a potato gun launch away from each other. You could have hit me in the back of the head with a potato with that potato gun yeah. you had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When did your parents come over? In 78. 78. Wow. Yeah. So what happened? How did they get here? How did, how did all that happen? I, I don't even know. My uh, grandma, my dad's mom, she met a was dude. Was that Mimi? Mimi. You I remember, remember Mimi? Oh, yeah. Great girl. She was fantastic. She, she was... Cool. She had a lot of character and like when I was a child, she was getting older and like maybe our paths weren't right at the time because like I was young, didn't know what to expect. I expected uh, this grandma and she was going through maybe starting to get borderline crazy. So I was afraid of her a lot of times. Mm -hmm. She scared me. She chased me around the house. She one time like she said I broke something and I said, oh, I didn't break it. And she called me a liar and said I was going to hell. Definitely. She was she was definitely a heavenly woman. Like she li- she oh, she knew her. she was going to heaven. So when she said you're going to hell, it hurt. Dude, I know I'm I'm laughing because I I relate. But, oh yeah. Um, it stings. It oh, hurts. it stings. Cuz on some level you believe them. Oh, she could be mean to me, but she also Especially as a kid. She was also just the biggest sweetheart. And everybody I loved her. Everybody her be nice. Everybody loved her. And I was just this little kid thinking, oh, my grandma's a sweetheart. And then she could be just like that. She could snap and be this old mean German grandma that was like, was it? she was a child during World War II. So she grew up in a tough time. And uh, I get it. We're, we all have expectations. and But when people get older, those expectations, they need to, you need to learn how to let it slide. You know. Was there ever culture clashes between you and her? Or, oh yeah, she thought I was a hot shot. She called well, that's me hot standard, shot. Standard, standard teenager grandma yeah, stuff. Yeah, and towards the end, she ended up going in a, a nursing home, and she was getting pretty loopy, drugged up, and she was super nice then. But there were some times I thought like she was a little. She loved my brother though. She always nice to Hannes. Hannes is easy to love. He was a blondie. She loved that blonde hair. She loved his blonde curls. She always touching his hair, saying like, <laughs> "How he's just such a sweet boy." Me, I, I was probably the black sheep, and I think she knew that. Like she, but do you like that a little bit? A little? No, I don't. I want to fit in. You black sheep, they fit in, but yeah, with other black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best people. That's why man. you and I get along That's so a... well, man. You're a black sheep too. I know. You got your dad's name, but you're not nothing like your dad. Uh, he's another black sheep. But I am actually a lot like my dad. I am like my dad and I, we're not carbon copies, but like people say we look just like identical. You look more and more all the time. If oh, I would have yeah. known your dad at 30, I think it would have probably looked a lot like you. There's pictures and it's it's uncanny. It's wow. That's where I came from. We're different as far as our character. But there's times like my dad has to apologize to Alex. That's the way I raised him. But that's probably my fault. When it about, comes About what? Mostly my work at etiquette I'm, I'm he's a workaholic for sure and that's he stresses and and he feels guilty when he's not working so do you uh, think it's possible to achieve greatness without that absolutely really How? oh yeah yeah but not stressing about little things 
he, he's the balance finding balance he's ocd when it comes to little things and i think that's a burden it's great for for making a great product and all this making something really precise and good i feel like it's one of the i don't know if there's an, another way to do it to make a perfect thing like maybe i know perfection it's all relevant what's perfection it's all relative and it, as long as we're having a good time that's all good for me and as long as the product's good but he he takes it to another level like mm-hmm. a whole nother level like when you're talking about like when we're doing rough framing when you're talking about a 64th of an inch or whatever it's come on man let's get moving on it's okay if it's a little out but he that's the kind of stuff he thinks about and he there's nothing wrong with it like that's who, why he has a reputation yeah exactly the people yeah. who can afford a person like an artist basically to do that kind of work is yeah. is they want they want it like that so that's that's right that's why you guys have been so successful your business is is really cool it's, yeah. it's always been very impressive to me yeah, you learn every day. You're learning, and even my dad learns every day, and that's why he is got a reputation. He so never stops. You guys are not contractors. You just do. You just build custom homes. We'll is that it. your main gig? We do it all. You we do, do it all. all. We, we're not above anything. Like some people, are like oh, they build uh, new construction only. It's no, we'll do whatever if there's time for it. But uh, we like to just do new construction. But it that, seems like that'd be really fun. Yeah, I think it's you could have put your signature on everything. It's just when we work on an old home, it's somebody else's work, and then you're trying to put your name on it. And, and a lot of the it time, show. it's not their artistic expression. It's just like they were trying to build a place to make a house. When somebody said it, uh, a new clientele we're going to build a home for, she, she just said that what we have is special. Like, it's when you hire the Max, it's the Max. It's like we're there. You're, we have a relationship with our homeowners, which isn't normally the case when you have work done for you it's no. like we're we're we end up becoming really good friends with all the people we build for and it's that's good. just like the icing on the cake too because it you guys have always had that kind of mystique because of the, yeah. just the amazing homes that you build yeah it, yeah I, I don't know you guys are just really impressive i can't take credit for any of it because i'm just like the bottom bitch doing all the mule work learning and but i've been doing that for I don't know, 10 years or more. And it is like, I feel privileged that I do get to see my dad every day at work. I don't, maybe he doesn't see that or I may not express that. But at the end of the day, it's, I, I am very lucky and fortunate to have the family I do and, and that we are a little different than the, the norm. And it's, you do feel a little special there, but, but I, I wanted to get back um, to why, why we moved here in the first place. Yeah. And the business is, it is unique. It's a unique business, but they moved here because Grandma Mimi, her actual name, which I didn't know her real name until we got caller ID. <laughs> I always call her Mimi, but her name was Trudel Group. And, uh, Turtle Group? Trudel. Like Trudy or Trudith or, okay. or Trudel. I think it was, Trudel. yeah. That's what it said on the caller ID. I still mm-hmm. don't know it. <laughs> I still don't know my grandma's <laughs> name. Trudel Group. And she, she met Ozzy Steiner. And I don't know if they met in Germany. I think they did. And I think he had already lived in America, or he's been back and forth. And he was known on the peninsula as uh, Santa Claus. He worked for the fire department. That's it, how I first met him. Yeah, he was Santa Claus. That's not how I first met him, but there's a story there. I'll tell it in a minute. He made a good Santa Claus. He made a great Santa He had the German Claus. accent. He had the white beard. He had uh, all the bills and whistles you'd expect in a Santa Claus. He had it. And and I really didn't know him as a grandpa. He was I was, I think they had already divorced like by the time I was born. Mm-hmm. Maybe right around the same time frame. But anyhow, they he liked it here, and sh- they moved here. And then my folks, young, 78, living the hippie dream in Germany, they said, hey, we want to we try what the land of the free is all about. And they came and visited grandma, and they said, yeah, this is fantastic. But 
like in Germany, every, there's a lot, they have a much better like recycling. Like you actually recycle bottles. You don't just break bottles and remelt them and use them again. They clean their bottles out and they reuse them. That seems a lot better. Yeah. And there's uh incentive, like when you buy a crate of beer, you're mostly paying for the vessel. The beer is actually pretty cheap. So when you return that crate of glass, you get a lot of your money back. Versus I just throw all my cans of beer away or yeah. recycle them. But who, people will argue they just go to a landfill anyways. You know what I mean? Uh, is that true? I hear it all the time. People are like, why recycle? It all goes to the landfill anyways. I would hope that if you put your aluminum cans in a recycling bin, they would. But then the cost to remelt and do Isn't all these things. Isn't aluminum pretty bad for remelting? It seems like a very brittle. What do I? We're not metallurgists. <laughs> I think they need to start investing more in battery. Tech. They are actually. Elon Musk is all about that shit. But mm. Battery, because that's going to go that's hand the in future. hand with solar. Oh, yeah. Batteries and solar. Oh, yeah. You got to have somewhere to store it when the sun's down. I always watch the new innovations in batteries, but I don't understand it. But I like, I pay I, attention. I either, but and, I think it's cool. And I know it's necessary and it's going to have to be more important as time goes on. Oh, yeah. I'm concerned that they're going to mine all the lithium. What, what's that about? Is, are people talking about that? Yeah, it's a heavy metal and it's evidently not good for the environment when they dump it back into areas that don't doesn't belong. Because it's also a psych, it's a psychiatric drug. They use it for mood stabilization. That's right. I know a couple of people on lithium. Me too. I don't understand how it really works and why it works in a battery, but it also works for people in that are manic. But Some like amazing shit. Yeah, it, I hope it, we don't run out. No, I don't. I hope not. I hope not either. And and yeah, it seems wasteful just to put it in a battery and then throw it oh, away. Yeah. And it actually, it's like a rare metal, but it's not that ex- like Doesn't expensive. That I got, I got, it in my lit- I got lithium all over the place. Yeah, I got <laughs> lithium in my pocket right now. Yeah, I got it on my wrist. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. But uh, they are moving away from it. As far I, I as think like nickel something. There's other metals. Nickel-cadmium, is that it? And just like the way they put the battery together, they don't need these these rare earth metals that they're using. I think Elon Musk said that their new battery has no lithium. Man, that guy's pretty cool. What do you think of Elon Musk? What's your what's your Elon Musk take? Do you have a hot take? I, I, I'm totally all about Elon Musk. I oh, think good. he's fantastic. I think he's... Me too. Um, you know... Oh, you don't. You just heard my podcast and you're trying to please me. I would <laughs> always flatter you like any chance I have. But when I watch Elon. Tell me the truth. And what do you really think? I think he's a genius. I think he's way smarter than most people. I think like the guy's brain works differently in a good way. He's a, uh, he does a lot of people don't give him like all the like he's an engineer. He does a lot of the engineering shit when he comes to SpaceX and Tesla. He's in there working. People say he works nonstop. And he even... He seems weird enough for that to be true. Oh, he's a weird guy. Yeah. He's weird. When you watch his, like, interviews, there, he has a way about him that is... He spends a lot of time like, alone. He's very distracted in his head. It's, it's like, he really has to navigate his brain differently than most people. He, he thinks about what he says, where, like, I don't. It just comes... It just I just flow nonsense out of my mouth. And hopefully, it's like the buckshot approach. I just shoot till I miss. And But, like, Elon, that guy is... He's like, always that way. Like people, I, I know like I'm not like the brightest or the sharpest tool in the shed. I, I, I know that, but I understand genius when I, like, I know when somebody has the, the, the capabilities, it's like that fucker is genius. And so I can make that distinction. I can see it. And I think a lot of people miss that. And they may, a lot of people are right now giving Bill Gates shit because he's doing all these interviews on climate change and all these innovations that he wants to do to prevent climate change from happening and what we need to do and he's just a billionaire what it's he's, haters gonna hate he's not just a billionaire there's a reason why he's a billionaire he's, he's smart Illuminati. as fuck 
He's super smart. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get. He's trying to put chips in everybody's head. But uh, yeah, all this Bill Gates stuff. I have zero. I love Bill Gates. I think oh, he's fine. I got nothing. No yeah. harm. No. How he's smart? Bill Gates. You know how I know he's smart? He uh, he developed Microsoft, but he uses a Mac computer. You know what I mean? Like when you watch <laughs> him in his interviews, he's using a Mac. I'm like that motherfucker's smart. Okay, he knows this shit's better than what I got, but he made a lot of money on it. Yeah. But he, I think his intent is good. There's this book called Outliers. And by Malcolm Gladwell, and it's about it's all about how there's a statistical advantage to going to to being a older for your class, and because statistically, like the bigger kids in sports especially will get more attention because they're a little bit better, mm. which you were, yeah, and it was helpful. Yeah, there's also something about your dense German bones. I don't know, man. You guys are strong. Uh, That's what my dentist always says. She's she, or my hygienist. She she'll be cleaning my teeth, and she's man, you got the Nice, strong German teeth. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it thank you. It must be a thing. <laughs> I do grind the shit out of them at night, so they got to be pretty strong. But I don't really grind them anymore. I oh, I grinding phase. doing that too, but me too. I, I think it's, I don't know why. Might have been the person I was with at the time. Yeah, She, she might have made them grind. <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of ways to calibrate people's education. I shouldn't say education, but yeah, when it, what's smart is just- Intelligence. Their intelligence. There's a lot of different kinds of intelligence. Yeah, and I think there are certain connections in my brain that I do think I'm like, hey, I do think a little bit differently in some things that are helpful for my life. But when it does come down to like pure academics, I've always felt like I struggled. Like when it comes to reading and writing, that's not what you want to do. No, I have no interest in it. There you go. And I, but when I have a conversation with you, you're somebody who I have to. To make sure I'm not being bullshitty. Yeah. Because you'll catch I'll call me. the bullshit. You'll no, catch yeah. it. You can throw me in halfway during a movie and I know exactly what the fuck's going on. Yeah. But like. You watch John Wick? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. You don't fuck with the man's dog. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, That's what you get when you fuck yeah. with the man's dog. No, I I, I I watched recently. I just started Shit's Creek. Oh, I, I've heard. Everyone always says that they've watched that show like half embarrassedly, but it sounds it's like not bad. it's really good. It's. I, I, I think I started the first episode a couple, time, a couple times and I is thought... Is Eugene Levy's son in that show? Yeah. I saw a picture of them on the internet today hugging and I was like, wow, that guy looks just like yeah, his dad. Yeah, they got the same eyebrows. I love Eugene Levy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so funny. He's really good in the show. Oh, and, he's on the show too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the show. He's like the main guy. The whole family is like the main characters. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know the names of the actors. I take it he's the Jewish guy with the big eyebrows who's yeah. on uh, American Pie. Yes. Yeah. What's his name? Eugene? Eugene Levy. He was in a bunch of really like dry indie Yeah, he's comedies. super dry. Yeah. But he's funny as fuck. And his kid is super funny. And they both, the dynamic is like, it's dry humor to the max. And it is super dry. But it is, once you catch on to, they are just, they know they're being funny. That's, that's fucking good. And so I've always neg- scrolled past that show. And is it a sitcom? Yeah. Is there fake laughs? Or not fake laughs, no. but is there a studio audience? No. Okay. No, that, that I mean, is that what is, is that what makes a sitcom? Is when there's an audience? That's what to me in my brain makes it be like. Because oh. I've been calling it a sitcom, and I don't even know what that means really. It's like Friends or everybody. Yeah, they are always an audience in there. Yeah. But it's not even there's like The Office where they're following them around. It's not like that either. So that's like mockumentary, right? Yeah, the mockumentary yeah, yeah. came after the studio audience sitcom. Because mm-hmm. remember, like Home Improvement with Tim Allen, my favorite show. That was a weird, like trippy. Uh, thing because it's, it was a show about a guy named Tim yeah. who had a show yeah. with a studio audience. That was probably one of my favorite shows. Do you think they filmed the studio audience in the yeah. fake show? I know somebody who was in the audience. Okay, so I've, I've you're, you're a lot. You could you could be like, oh, I want to be on that show, and you get on the real show by being on the fake show. Yeah, and to watch them film the show. Yeah, 
It was yeah, it's it's fantastic. That's... I wish we had shit like that around here. We're like, I don't want to be on that show. Yeah, I, I guess we do. I think you could. People don't want to watch you that. You can get on the prices right. Yeah, who's hosting that these days? Isn't it Drew? I I don't know. I don't know with uh, social distancing and everything. I don't even know if you're allowed to be on that. That's too close. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, it's weird watching like the night, the daily, like the nightly shows. I think I had a friend who was on Prices Right. I did. Did you? Yeah, my friend Maggie. Shout out Maggie. Shout if, out Maggie. If you're listening. <laughs> Good for you. That's a huge accomplishment being on that show. That's big time in it. I hope I'm not wrong about that. That'll be embarrassing. Maggie, it doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna do good. You sound like, like I, I don't know Maggie, but if you have the name Maggie, she's cool. You gotta be cool. I've only known cool Maggies. That reminds me of another show, Ball Busting. Um, <laughs> and I, I hate using this expression, but like the, the Jewish humor, it's the best. They run Hollywood. I heard they run Hollywood and the Goldbergs. Have you seen that one? I love one? the Goldbergs. I'm just busting balls. I'm just busting balls. Uh, the, it's just a scene in there. That's when I first heard the ball buster. I was like, uh, yeah, busting balls. I'm going to bust people's balls now. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. I only watch it when I go up to Alaska, though. We watch a lot of, when you're on Anchorage and you got the TV on the boat. That's all there is really to do up there. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch you a watch couple. sitcoms. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're back at home. There's a lot of good sitcoms. And it, once you get Now, past, is that a sitcom? I don't hear an audience in the background. Which one? Goldberg's. Gold, yeah, oh yeah, that's a sitcom for sure. But they're an audience. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. It's a sitcom. Yeah, I'd call it a sitcom too. Well, I, but okay. I call any TV show that plays like, you know, a bunch of episodes. Sitcom no is short for situational comedy. See, now we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. See, that's what yeah. I wanted to know. I For a second there, I thought the definition was it, when you have an audience in the background is a sitcom. No, now, yeah, I should have clarified yeah, I should that. Have clarified. I don't know why I'm Now they all here. can be sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, because they're all situational, you know? Yeah, that's true. Everything is on TV. Yeah. I do love shows. I've loved the way that TV has changed in the last 10 years and become like, honestly, much better than film. Movies suck nowadays. And it's not that they suck. There's a lot of money and production and actors going They're still it. cool. What happened? The TV's got, got too good. Oh, yeah, or that. They got too good. Now you see everything just seems fake. You know, where the old shitty TVs, you didn't really know what the hell you were looking at. Just you are just seemed, lucky to see something. You're like, yeah, you're like, that's exciting. But now it's, oh, that looks like it was fit. It just, I, I don't know. I've lost interest in newer movies. I, I, there hasn't been a new movie that have that has came out other than The Avengers. That was pretty, that was pretty stellar. I like Those are fantastic. Those are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But you, yeah, I think you're right. Something uh, about the old analog systems with uh do you like the antenna at my house you, uh, growing up? That you guys had a great the TV. Uh, your entertainment was better than my entertainment. Uh, we, <laughs> we didn't have shit. We, no, that's the <laughs> funny thing because I always thought that's one of the ways we were just like way worse than everybody else. Is like we just didn't have TV. Yeah. And then when I found out you guys had the exact same situation at your house. But worse. Trying to get the fucking antenna and oh, the man. tree to work. <laughs> we didn't have shit. And like my folks. You, I mean, you want to come to my house to watch The Simpsons? Oh, we had no Simpsons. I remember at one point you got cable before I did for sure. Yeah, that, and then that uh, did happen. That the world happen. changed. Forever, it wasn't cable. That it was satellite. That's we, right. We uh, did you have one of those big ass satellites take up like we did have that one time, but for one channel. Uh huh. Deutsche Welle, German. <laughs> oh, that was a German satellite. But we didn't. I don't think we got shit for reception on that thing. Well, did you get shit from the FBI for having a German satellite in your yard? They never showed up, but it did look pretty suspicious when you see that. That thing was huge. It looked like it was picking up all sorts of things. But it, Remember those were just like all over the place in everybody's it was yard? Yeah, and they were giant. Yeah. They were giant. Now, they you don't have huge. nothing like that no more. Hell no. I wish we you still like had it. You a little it. thing that you hang on the corner of your house a big, or something. Great it's yard like a art. Little, you can hold it in your hand. Oh, yeah. No, nowadays, 
we got spectrum tv or we got internet That's yeah all we, we just got. use the internet too and yeah you got the good shit oh yeah we got the good shit fiber optic and wh- where do you think that came from fiber optics where did they learn that i don't know where did they learn that i thought that it was reverse engineered from a ufo what i heard really that's what i keep that's what everybody says do tell evidently uh i i, I don't know if it was roswell because but they would have had that if, they, if a spaceship then was inter- interstellar they they would have that capability yeah so i i don't know but did I, you watch the bob lazar interview yeah or that was, did you watch the documentary that, that that's pretty amazing oh my god yeah i'm hook line and sinker if it's it, a conspiracy theory that I one got me. That, that one, one got, got me. me. People say it's bullshit. What I do think is that there's a very good chance that it was uh, planted, like in t- that people that they picked. Wasn't Bob that Lazar. an artifact that he found? Like these things. Which was, thing? Well, there's so many pieces of evidence he has. The uh, but the uh, he was like reverse engineering the alien spacecraft. Yeah. But it was something that was found like as an artifact. They're like this is. They didn't, it wasn't Wonderful. a recent. Like it wasn't a UFO that like just crash landed. It was like wow, this is something they found deep somewhere, and they're like. And then they supposedly every ten years they would try to reinvestigate it because they couldn't Technology understand would improve it a little bit. It was it was interesting, but it's also it's like Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson, and all these TV show or anybody who who's in the public that talks about it. They they all say it's until I see the evidence, I then I don't believe it. And there is other well, than Elon hearsay. Musk also said he never thinks about aliens. And no, he, I know that's, he's trying to go to Mars. That's crazy. It's like never thinking of sharks when you're jumping into the ocean. Yeah. Like, or, or jumping in the ocean with like blood in the water, like with live bait in the water. <laughs> yeah. I don't think about sharks. I don't think about them. It's like, are you kidding me? You're going to go to Mars well, and I not just, even I just think haven't that... seen any evidence of sharks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That South African I mean, if accent. There, if there are sharks around, they're being awfully shy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like, uh, dude, uh, you're not in the water yet. <laughs> yeah. It was a little. He seems a little standoffish on that interview. Yeah, because he's an alien. We all know it. He's an alien. But he's awesome, and I love him. hes I think he's a hybrid. I believe it. I think he's got a lot of human in him. There's a lot of human error that I think he makes, and he knows that. And I think that's why he drives himself crazy. Why do we hate ourselves? Why do you automatically say that the human error part? Oh, and because... We, we all do this. Well, because I see it mostly in myself. The older... I guess I get, and the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know fucking nothing. I don't know shit. But, like, and there, there's so many songs about how, like, I know less than I knew when I was, like, 18. And it's, it's true. I don't, like, the more I know about something, the more I realize, man, th- there's a bigger world out there. And I think that if you can acknowledge that, that there is human error and that there is, we all make mistakes every day. Like, I don't even, I can't even tell you how many mistakes I've made a day. There's that many. And I can't tell you because the human error won't let me tell you because I don't fucking know how many mistakes yeah. I made. I can't count. But it's every day. We always make... And if I'm making mistakes constantly, which, you know, is apparent, then everybody's making mistakes because I'm no different than anybody else. You know what I mean? Some people are making a lot more mistakes. Some people are probably more aware and they know, but the human... What about the people who don't even think they make mistakes yeah they're fucking they're destroying the planet they're naive yeah these people that don't think they make mistakes are very naive i think that's the the best way to put it if they're in big numbers they're powerful that's, oh yeah it's dangerous big numbers is always scary i think things are improving it seems like there's more conversations going on like this where people are like challenging their own beliefs and thinking things through and yeah. making like it's very clear to a lot of people that we not we need to figure out how to do this thing because Shit's changing. The world's changing. We're changing. I hope it does. And so when I think about like where the future of America should go, I think it should continue to evolve. 
continue to hopefully become better than it was in those days that they're talking about. Because why wouldn't it? Everything else seems to render itself into a better form. And it, it, we we shouldn't like try to, there's a couple words for it. They'll, they'll call pioneering it or keeping things, not primitive, but they want to go back to that classic 50s textbook. And that's not, that didn't work then. It might've seemed easy. It probably was easy. It was probably an easier life. Yeah, it's easy when and you can make everybody just agree to believe the same stuff. But, you know, and, and yeah, those people it's back like then went through a lot of hardships too. They, sh- they they totally did. You can't take away the fact that they went through multiple wars we haven't had to deal with. And hopefully we we will never have to deal with that again. It was a totally different experience to be a human during those times. Absolutely. Okay, like Elon Musk said, they ask him, when do you think humans can make it to Mars? He says, well, that depends if there's any wars. If there's a war, it will be years. If there is no war, we can progress to the point where we're bringing people to Mars. So it's all like, what a setback wars do. Not they. I hope that's true, but it, I don't feel that's true. What kind of war do you see that could happen? World War II saved the American economy. And a, a lot of war has been really great for the economy. That's why war but, is so but, hard but to not But what if happen. there was no World War II? We did, you think of the Hanford or the Manhattan Project that just destroyed the ecosystem. We put so much radiation in the water and just for like war effort and the amount. Yeah, there was a lot so of innovations. energy. A lot of innovations went like came out of world war ii no doubt like it was we, we operation paperclip yeah we oh yeah yeah operation paperclip the, yeah. the moon landing came out of world war ii <clears throat> did it really yeah this the war the Braun. war to the, the or it was like the competition to the moon like the so after world war ii operation paperclip they they took the nazi scientists because they're like we're not going to oh, yeah, kill yeah, these yeah, guys yeah yeah, yeah these are useful people and they sure. split them up between russia and the united states yeah, and we the, learned about rockets. And yeah, the, and we yeah. got Werner von Braun, who took over NASA and got us to the moon. If there was no World War II, he would have took someone to the moon. You can always look for that silver silver lining in war, but it, it is, seems to be really. such a setback. Yeah. And, it, and the amount of money and resources that go into just destruction when it could have went to construction, building, yeah. instead of destroying, and all of the ancient ruins of all the things. War, like what we're seeing right now, like in the Middle East. They're destroying like these ancient sites, and I'm sure we have something to do with that. You know what I mean? Like that, I, we don't really hear much anymore about ISIS, you know, or ISIL. I think, I think that they got knocked out. I think they got knocked out or carpet bombed or whatever. We they got the drone. I mean, they got the drone, and and that's something we see right now. Like everybody was like, "Oh, America's military was declining and was terrible." It's no, they were just changing their, they, we don't, like Obama, it was like, we don't need the, the horse and buggy no more. We got drones. We got these little dragonfly drones that can do facial recognition. They can launch these tiny little dragonflies, the size of a dragonfly. And they have these little tips and they can do facial recognition and just kill bad people instead of civilians. That's They're, cool. They have some amazing, I shouldn't call it amazing, but. Uh, it is amazing. Weaponry amazing. that it's like out of the future that we have, but yeah, yeah, we need to keep building cr- these giant aircraft carriers and these all these just obnoxious war equipment. When it's technology came along, like they talk about AI, you can just shut people's power grids down. You can do all these crazy things. It's, w- let's just get done with it already. Yeah. Let's just start being a, humans of the earth. And yeah, there's always going to be borders. There'll always be borders. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. 
there's always going to be a, a little bit of a cultural divide. But I, I think the war, the wars between people, just I hope it comes to an end. There's still it's it's hard. Haters going to hate, like you said. You yeah, know? haters going to hate. It and is hard. People just find reasons to make conflict. I like to think that we can keep our education system strong, keep it going good. We can teach kids to to get away from that. But I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's where <clears> I'm investing I, that, in education, in health. Yeah, yeah. Which which but is education almost, is our future for any kind of major change. Like the we're not going to fix healthcare in one generation. That's not going to happen. No. Too many people are invested, have invested their whole lives into the existing system. It's going to take a couple generations of transition into whatever it is we decide to fix it with. Right. But the kids are going to figure that out for us. I hope so. I do too, or we're fucked. <laughs> I do think though that these kids are going to have a different set of skills. Like when we were kids, like they're already sure. adapted to these the, the the access to the internet where they can it's instantly what if they want to learn something they don't even really need a teacher they can just look on their phone and have this knowledge if they have the if they have the appetite for it yeah exactly you can explore whatever you're into and that all comes down to attitude and that comes down to parents teaching their kids too give them that ambition to want to better themselves and and some parents they just really don't give a shit they some just people are struggling and they just don't have the energy to spare and they hopefully even if that's what they teach their kids i hope their kids i always think of you with your upbringing like you, you went against the grain with your folks that was my upbringing and they taught me to be that way they oh yeah but like you, you just you could have wound up just like your parents and that's normally the norm like a lot of people walk the same footsteps That's as their parents. That's kind of the ironic part of it, actually. I didn't even think about that until you said it, but my parents taught me to challenge authority and to look for ways that I could be getting brainwashed or manipulated. And the Yeah, and so it, I did. But it's made being a religious person very hard. Oh, absolutely. Very I mean, hard. I was raised really religious. I, was, I wouldn't even argue I was more religious than you as a child. You're better at it. I went to Bible camp. I don't remember seeing you there. Nah, I snuck in once as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And I stole the counselor's pass. I, I got baptized. I, I accepted God in my heart twice. Did, was there even room for him the second time? It was like for insurance. <laughs> I wanted Just to make case. sure. Shut up. They asked me, have you done it? I'm like, I did, but I don't know if it counted. Let's <laughs> do this thing again. Let's ask us. Yeah. <laughs> but then down the road, I lost that faith. And, and it, it was mostly because of just like organized religion it wasn't really God's fault, but it, it like <laughs> it wasn't God's fault. I, I made uh, I feel like I freed my mind through through that. My my dad at one time said, uh, "Good chance you're just gonna get go put it in the ground when you die." And I go, "Oh man, that sucks." And then I was a little like hurt by that, but then it, it did. I feel like I freed my mind to start looking at different alternative ideas, and that you can explain things without just using the God card right away. Something happened because of God. No, maybe it happened because maybe there's like, when you, people always explain that they feel like cold air in their house and they go, that was a ghost. Yeah. Maybe you got one, yeah. like not a very well insulated home and like you got air leaks all over the place. And when the wind blows, it's going to knock things over because there's wind blowing through there. There's other yeah. ways of looking at things. And so there's not a lot of haunted condos. I don't know. Like it's all these old you, houses. Are you, are you a ghost believer? Not really, no. There's people that swear by it. Dude, the, with the God thing real quick, the it seems like you have a very... I'm uh, spiritual. Don't get me wrong. Uh, no, you have a very relatable perspective yeah. to me. Yeah. You lose faith in 
humanity it's at a certain point and you're just like everything that starts out beautiful ends up getting corrupted and every time greed sneaks its way in there and money is involved things just get fucked up yeah and you, you lose your faith in that but really if you think about it like you're a person who's connected to your life you're connected to your home to the earth to the place you live and totally that is god all of that stuff is god god is what holds it all together to me everybody has a different lens to see the world through and experience life through humans have a need to seek some kind of understanding to understand how we got here because it's because we're here and we it had to have happened somehow yeah we're definitely curious and how we got here isn't really the question that i ask but what we're going to do while we're here is the question i that i like to ask and i just want to leave the place better than I got it. Like for the next people who get to do it. Yeah. And just for my own, it makes me happy when this old guy I used to know, he said, you can borrow anything. You can borrow anything that I have, but God damn it. It better be better when I get it back. You better, it better be cleaned. It better be like oiled or tuned up, whatever it is that I borrowed. If it was a boat or if it was a quad or whatever, he didn't care as long as he got it back better. And, That's and a good policy. It's a great policy. Now, Especially as a borrower. Yeah, if you borrow. and I don't know if he even followed those principles. And uh, he had a sticker in this truck that used to say, take care of your equipment and it'll take care of you. And I seen him just abuse equipment. And it made me realize, fuck this guy. Like this guy, like <laughs> he sets all <laughs> these principles up. But I, where I'm going with it is I actually follow that. And I, I hopefully when I borrow something, not always, there's times I've borrowed things from like my dad and he'd be the first one to call bullshit on oh you've borrowed things from me and brought it back shittier like his tractor for instance i borrowed that thing uh, a lot during when i was going through my my home renovation and yeah they'd come back with a leaky tire or come back and the bucket might have i don't remember making it all the straight it has a cutting edge on the bucket and the cutting edge got all warped and fucked up so when you like want a back blade or whatever you're not planing on a nice straight edge anymore and so it's and it sounds like your dad is a bit of a perfectionist oh yeah he, so that he, he probably bugs the shit out of him nothing like growing up with that guy you couldn't get away with nothing he was so observant he's looking for it anytime i see him he's always staring at my eyes staring at what i'm wearing and he's just looking like, what can i criticize or observe <laughs> about my child here and that's because he cares if i just took a vape rip i may look in the mirror and be like my eyes look good but he's like, he can see it. He sees do you think, it. Do you think he's always thinking that? Or, oh, yeah. or is it sometimes yeah. maybe you're paranoid? He's always he looking for it. Vapor. He's always looking for it. He's <laughs> always looking for something. So if nothing, if he says nothing, I know I did okay. He also used to say in the German culture, we don't give compliments because you're expected to do your job. And, and I said, well, that's bullshit. Like when people get compliments, they do a better job. But yeah, he says do. that's what you're there to do in the first place. So it's kind of like... Uh, People seek that dopamine hit. I want the compliment. Give me the compliment. It keeps me coming back for more. You know what I mean? But if it's just, this is what I'm, this is what I do, like a machine, then it's, I don't want to be here. You That's know what I mean? major cultural difference. Huge cultural difference. We we are not brought up that way. No, hell uh, no. We sugarcoat everything. Yeah. It's like, we love to yeah, butter up people. Spoonful of sugar, bitches. Oh yeah. And then people get, get used that to that. Down. You know, they get used to that. And that's what they expect too. And it's, so there is a fine line in between. There is, there's an equilibrium there where you should try to do good for your own well-being, but also to impress, in my case, my dad's my employer. So I want to impress him. And he says I work hard. He's He knows that. But at the same token, like, you're not getting the Yatta boys often. You're not getting the Yatta boy. When they come, I bet they sure feel sweet. I oh, bet yeah. they just really hit. 
Oh yeah, I don't actually don't even know how to handle it emotionally. I uh, I just you start uh, crying. Well, you, that's what you expect. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> yeah. the hell you give me a compliment for? <laughs> What's your problem? But like for my other employers, when they give me a good yeah good compliment, yeah, it's feels good. Yeah, it makes me want to work harder. Makes me want to come back and work more. So it lets you're on the right track. Yeah, because we're all we all no one knows what we're doing out here. No, everyone's just winging it. <laughs> Just floating around on this planet, moving through space, hauling ass. And for some reason, we torture ourselves to work constantly when this is, for, in my opinion, this is it. This is heaven. Enjoy it while it lasts. That's why I try not to be let down too much because it's like, this might be it. Dude, There's a good you, chance this is it. You can't lose because if, if that is the truth then you were right. And if it's not the truth, the only alternative, now nah, there's infinite alternatives, yeah. but an, an alternative that most people think is, is possible is that you get to go to heaven or, or something similar. Which to me... Which is, just doesn't even mean anything because... No, it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. And is it, there's going to come a point Everybody, they all say it. there's no uh, atheist in a ditch when they're in a Hold battle. Hold on, real quick. I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything to everybody. I'm just saying yeah. me saying it in this moment yeah. isn't a communicating an idea mm-hmm. because my view of heaven is it's not the same as what everyone else thinks, and it's, it's definitely not the same as what a lot of Christians think. Yeah. I bet you on a Saturday morning when you wake up next to Melissa and you guys are have some time for each other, that's heaven. Yeah, that's pretty- That's my heaven. I, I'm not with Melissa. I mean, with mine. But like, when I wake I, up on a Saturday, you'd love it. But I, I'm glad. no. I'm I'm sure if I woke up next to Melissa, I'd be happy, just as happy. But what I'm saying is, like, when on a Saturday morning, when I wake up next to my spouse or my fiance, yeah, that's my heaven. And, Me and, too. And, and I'm at such bliss. And I, there's nowhere else in the world I want to be. There's yeah. nowhere else in the world I want to be. And, and you so know, heaven to you is like a, is something you don't right now, need. It's like the God is dead thing. Heaven is the pre- is present. Is present because you don't like life is not so terrible that you need to fantasize about an afterlife. Absolutely, that's actually not a bad place to be. It's a great place to be, and I try not to convert people to believe that. But I've talked to a but lot it's of reasonable. <laughs> talked to a lot of people that are heavy in the church and, or pastors, and I just say, hey, what is wrong with believing right now? Like, why are we prepping for something better when this is amazing? What we're doing, we're living. On this planet, um, you can't live on every planet. Like, we're in the Goldilocks zone. We're in the, this is awesome. This planet has so much paradise everywhere. Even this little peninsula we live on, the amount of paradise you can find here, even when it rains, like you were talking about, man, I love just sometimes going out in the rain. Yeah. Getting a little wet, getting a little fresh air. Like you said, it purifies the air. There's beauty everywhere we look. And, And what's wrong with just enjoying the presence? or the present time and just like accepting like this might be all it is. So you better change your mind to think that this is, there's nowhere else. Like I wake up pretty much every day and other than having to go to work, work, every works work, right? Like people say, if you love what you do, it's you never worked a day in your life. I work in construction. Okay. This work, work sucks has its ass. Own benefits just for being work. It, like it feels good to work. It's hard. not easy doing construction. Like you've been doing it. Yeah. And you, you were going to come over the other day and you're like, man, I'm just tired. Yeah. I don't want to come over. I just worked my ass off. That's how I feel like almost every day when I go do construction. But like when I, like this year during COVID and I've had maybe weeks off, I'd have a COVID scare and be like, Hey, you got a quarantine for two weeks. I'm like, 
I'm a whole different person. I'm like the happiest person that I can be. Like I'm at just home. Just being home and hanging with your loved ones. Yeah. And, it, and my loved one had to go to work. So I'd have some alone time too, where I just work around the house with no distractions. Cause if she's home, like I want to give her time. But if she's at work bringing in that, bringing in that, the money, which is awesome. Like I'm going to just work, enjoy what I'm doing. If I need to take a break, I go out and breathe some fresh air and just, and I just don't understand like some people, I, I, but the thing is, like you were saying, you finally feel comfortable to do a podcast because the foundation that you've created and I, that's the key. Like you got to find that first. You yeah, can't just you jump into where, what I'm talking about. Like it ain't everybody's having, they're not going to wake up and be like, oh, I just need to start looking at this world differently. You got to work your way to that. And I'm not making crazy money. I'm probably considered lower middle class and not even that probably this year. I didn't make shit this year, but that, that doesn't matter to me because time is worth more than anything. And I had the most around. time I've ever had this year. So it's, I've had time to just really enjoy life and, and I'm doing it every day. I'm here right now talking to you and it's like, what more do I want in this life? And then when this life is over, you know what? I can look back and say, it was good. It was good. And if, and if nothing else comes, if I'm not in the heavens with all, all my dead ancestors and everybody, that's okay. You yeah. know what? They, they, I hope they lived a good life too, but th this is where we're at now. And so that's what I want to continue doing. And I'm probably never going to step into a, a church again, other than for weddings and things like this, because there's nothing for me to gain from it. And do you ever get any kind of childhood guilt oh, or, absolutely. or shame that just flares oh, up yeah. and you have to top down process it out to where you're like, oh shit. Probably less than I make myself to believe. Cause like times I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do feel guilty a little bit about, because there is such this inner child that Cause learned, you did learn that stuff at a formative time. Oh yeah, for sure. But at, at the same time I was, I learned the other side of things at a young age too, a young enough age to make an impact. And so I've been questioning that religious side of me for a long time. And now I'm at a place where I, I feel like, nah, I'm okay. And maybe that I'm always um, up for changing and evolving through time. So there might become a time where I regain a faith. I'm not going to leave that out. Sometimes there's, you'll get interested just out of curiosity in something. And then you find yourself looking into it and you never know what's going to happen, but yeah. it's, I don't think it's something you have to force. No, I'm good. I'm good. I got a beautiful woman who's always backing me up. She's always making me better, always supporting me with everything that I do. There's never a time when she doesn't support a decision I make. And if she doesn't support it, then I'm not going to do it. I am a better person with her in the room. So I want her by my side, but, and she's working at night too. So mm -hmm. she got off, but you guys could start your own podcast. The Alex and Alex podcast. Oh, she, I, no doubt. You, yeah, I'd listen to it. I am a total different person when it's just her and me in the room. I, it's hard to, I don't like people to see that side of me though, but like, because uh, it's too goofy and it's, <laughs> it's yeah, fun. It's pretty cheesy, yeah. but it's, we have a dynamic that's just, it's funny. Like we, we laugh all most of the time we're, I'm making her laugh. She makes me laugh constantly by ourselves. Nobody else needs to be around. You uh, two are both constantly working a lot. Do you, do you have got, like a routine where you hang out at night and you just... Or we got our, we got weekends together. We got most nights together. Yeah. 
she may work late on a Wednesday night. There's like extra sanitary cleaning things going on or who knows? Maybe she's at the Rue getting drunk. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. I'm going to assume she's cleaning because that's what she says she's doing. But she's capable. She's capable of having a really good time. You guys both are fun to hang out with. You're very easygoing, down to earth, and you like to have fun. Like She's well liked in the community, no yeah, doubt. definitely. And is. I feel the same way uh, about myself. That's why I think, and we, we just happen to have the same name. And it's, you know, it's kind of... It's you know, adorable, people say, it's, man, there's no way it's, around that. It's, it's adorable. It's adorable, but it's also like this constant, like every time we meet new people, it's always the same. Okay, here we go. It's a routine. We have a re- we've heard, rehearsed this uh, story. You, you know, will you, have a list of the jokes that people uh, will use. Oh, yeah. Uh, like forever. Oh, yeah. It constantly And it's happens. weird, too, because you grew up having people talk about how you were Alex Mack, like that girl on Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a girl's name for sure. I mean, she had a boy's name, if anything. To me, like I said, I, I thought Alex Mack was the coolest motherfucker around until I met Hannes Mack. Yeah, Hannes like, Mack's a cool motherfucker. Do you remember that time that you guys came and played football with us out at my little Oh, yeah, he rocked us. Oh, man. He rocked us. He had an advantage. Also, the time that you came over and me and Jake had been doing towel boxing. I don't know if you know about towel boxing, but that's where you take Ela- dish towels. You gotta elaborate. First, you gotta watch the whole Rocky series with your brother. I've and, watched them. I've watched them. Okay, so you I don't know if my bro... This. I'm probably more of a Rocky fan than he is, but I, I think I'm more of a movie fan in general. Wrap around your hands, duct tape, and then bam. And so my parents had- Adrian! Yeah, exactly. That's the all. <laughs> that was our shit for a while. We were all about the, the Did you do the, the Rocky. The Stallone, the Stallone accent when you would box? I was always more of an Apollo Creed type. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Apollo yeah. Creed. He was the man. So like, was Jake being the, the Stallone? Jake was Rocky, yeah. He was Rocky. Rocky's an underdog. You know? yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, we'd let I'd let him win sometimes. Most of the time, actually, I would try to be fair. <laughs> but if he ever got a shot in that I didn't give him great, like mercifully, oh, you would g- oh, unleash I'd hell, <laughs> unload the American Apollo Creed on terrible. his ass. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I, but hold on. And so we went, and my parents found us beating the hell out of each other with these towels on our fists. Yeah, yeah. And so they went and bought us boxing gloves, like oh, legit ones. I remember that actually. Yeah, I remember that. They were like red and white. And they were from a thrift because store. Because we're backyard boxing backyard all the time. Boxing. Yeah. And for a long time, we did it. It was a phase we went through. Yeah, I do and remember you that. you came and we were all, and I was real cocky because I was like, oh, dude. Beating the shit out of Jake all the time. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, here comes a guy <laughs> your size coming in. You had no idea, Alex mm-hmm. Mack, what you're in for. Mm-hmm. You're, and you're like, dude, I'm the youngest in my family and yeah. I'm a good I'm used to getting my ass kicked. You. Anyway, <laughs> actually, no, you, we were probably exactly the same size at this time. I, I, and I was a much softer 180 as a, whatever, sixth grader. Did I rock you? Dude, it was bad. It was embarrassing. Oh, man. And like, we didn't, we weren't going too crazy, but you, yeah, you, you must've hit me pretty good. Cause I, I don't remember it too well, but you knocked a couple. I just remember you being so much firmer and like harder to move with a punch. Mm, than I get you. Yeah. Jake sure. was a small guy. Back yeah. Then. But I'd like to give, I'd like to see that rodeo nowadays with Jake. I would not want to do that. Now, Jake's a Jake. tough, he's I, tough. He might have me on the reach too. You're tough too though. I think, uh, he'd probably, he'd probably. You're not be, that soft pudgy boy no more though. I don't yeah. worry about it anymore. I would love to see that though. Just the, let's get the backyard I boxing I, I back. I couldn't punch my brother in the face. Couldn't no, do it. I, there's no way. And Jake, he is that guy. That's a solid dude. I, I love Jake. Yeah, I love you is. too, but like he's my neighbor now. He's a dependable, good person. Like, and neighbors, it, that's a bond. That's crazy oh, how yeah, it you happens. You live very close. He, I can call him any time of the day. He always picks his phone up. You have no reception here, so I don't blame you, okay? 
I tried calling I, you. I don't even get. And the then calls. I realized you got to text Je- or Jeff. You got to text Jeff. And if and you, you want to have an iPhone, yeah, you better have an iPhone because uh, I don't get them if they're green. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so I was like, you know what? Okay. And I didn't know that a while ago. I thought, man, what the motherfucker doesn't pick his phone up? He doesn't get phone calls. He got no. I, I'm My not... body emits a Wi-Fi blocking signal. It's weird. It's always happened. I think that's what. <laughs> I think there's something weird. There's an anomaly here because there is no How's service. Your service? Nothing. Yeah, no one has. I didn't get service. Me. I went outside and all of a sudden I got a message from like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. If you ask me to leave the room, if you really, if you're like waiting for a call or something, usually it'll come through. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not. Um, I'm all here for you today, though. I don't uh, before we get to, we're pretty deep already, so I want to get to this before we we run out of steam. But I want to just say uh, thank you for starting me on my multimedia journey. You keep saying that, and I'm flattered by it. But it's, you got to explain. It's really I don't truth. really know. What I so, did. Dude, okay, so you, we'll go back to this Ozzy Steiner, Santa Claus. Yeah. He was the, the guy in between our two neighborhoods, basically. That's, so you, that's right. He, yeah, hey, The he map lived in compound us. to the south of Steiner's and the the 221st Nesbitt neighborhood. You ever like, sneak over to his place? Did I? You ever see him naked out there? That was where I was going with that, actually. Wearing boots and having a rifle in his hand? Yeah. That we, was like classic Aussie style. <laughs> we were running down the trail. We found these trails out behind. It seemed like the woods at the time. Yeah, but he it was had really like amazing trails. Yeah. yeah, but he, he would... Maintained yeah. them. Oh, he maintained Beautiful them. trails. Oh, yeah. Great trails. We were little kids running on those trails. Yeah. And this uh, naked Santa Claus comes yeah. running down the trail He's um, scary. towards us. Towards, oh, yeah. And just flopping... And oh, yeah. yeah, no gun though. He he had a German shepherd with him. Oh yeah, yeah. He would always have his shepherd, but he would he had series of rifles. And there was times and then he'd yell at us. He'd, oh yeah, he'd see you. Yeah, he'd he see was, you. He was not he yeah. wasn't Santa Clausly to us at all. He 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 yelled and told us to get out of there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And well, we, I don't blame him one bit. Yeah, uh, it created a legend. I got to yell at the neighborhood kids all the time when they come on my property. Yeah, like, walk on your lawn. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And I'm naked too half the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I I understand that now as I get older. I don't want people just coming over uninvited. I might be naked on my it's yard. A chance. And not that I picked that up from Steiner, but it is. And like you're in, in an urban area, you have got neighbors all around you. Yeah. You can't right get away with the the, road, the, yeah. the 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 naked walk. But like where I live, like I walk outside naked all the time. I think if I did that, it'd be a, like a, a sex crime. Yeah, there would be, you would make it in the that uh, police plotter on Chinook Observer. Yeah. yeah, Chinook boy, walking around naked, got kids with him. But Santa Claus was <laughs> in the woods. He felt comfortable doing that. Oh, yeah, he li- where he lived was perfect. So the Mac compound on the other side of that area was like a mysterious land to me. And then like when I first started seeing you guys getting off the bus, actually it was catching the bus. Remember we could see each other from our yeah, bus stops? Yeah, totally. And yeah. Uh, I was always embarrassed by our driver. I'd, I know. Uh, I was like, I'd hide. People would drive by, and I'd just like, oh, I don't want people to know I live here. The, yeah, I remember and the, now I know, I'm like, man, our about, place was badass. It was like, kick-ass. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, you were self-conscious about how long the driveway was. Yeah, and just that we lived, like, in, in a forest. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, everybody else lives in these communities, and, when I, and people would drive by, and I'd, I'd hide. It, it didn't take me that long, and I realized, this place is cool. Yeah. My parents have a badass place. And, yeah, uh, and, and especially because it was unfinished when you were real young. Still is. Oh, wow. Just a work in progress. Yeah, there's rooms that have gotten finished since then, but, like, overall, the house is unfinished. If you, yeah, the exterior, for the most part, is finished, but there's still rooms in there with mud on the sheet, or just sheetrock without mud, and it's, as a contractor, that's, like, the name of the game. Of course, yeah. You're working on other people's shit all day, you would go home, you don't want to work on it, and then you also realize it's not the, and it's who cares, but I, I care. I want a finished home, like mm-hmm. I do, and I, like my dad, he, I know deep down, he kind of wish his place was more finished too but 
he he's got a lot of he's got a lot going he's got that big shop he's working on that shop all the time and i think his house for him it's just a place to sleep and eat so it's a beautiful place yeah it's a beautiful place and and he built that place when he was like in his 20s maybe upper maybe in his 30s but like how did he learn how to build houses ozzy steiner oh really yeah ozzy was like he learned he was an apprentice as a cabinet builder in germany my dad so he understood like cabinetry and building so he was familiar with wood and putting it together but like building he started with ozzy he was doing construction when my dad and uncle were working with him and then after the divorce of my grandma and ozzy they split but they they just kind of they knew knowledge was power and they were proud of that and so they would constantly we're learning, innovating, trying to figure out the latest and greatest with building. And they did separate themselves from like the rest. Like they, they got a reputation for being better than the rest. Um, you can tell a Mac home when you see one. Oh yeah, they're well built. And they and, and they care about like the, de- the, the details are super important. And where we live, considering we, we live in an area where it rains and, and is super windy and so you don't want a lot of areas that catch that catch uh, rain or water and hold water. So it's all about drainage. Drainage is like the number one. And people don't understand drainage. They I don't for some reason people just don't understand drainage. It's yeah, you think gravity would let it do all the work, but it's not that's not how the, the way water will go against gravity. It, w- it will wick, it will do weird things, it will blow into areas. If you have bad details, it doesn't matter. Water's it, magic, man. Water's magic. Surface tension, capillary action. Oh yeah, it's crazy crazy what water is capable of doing yeah the only thing that expands when it freezes crystal it's unreal what water can do it and just arranges itself it's the polar molecule yeah. uh, like it's the universal solvent it will become a current i mean i don't think it'll become a currency but it's definitely going to become something where right now we take it for granted i have a feeling it's going to cover all land and we're going to grow gills behind our ears so i don't think it's going to be a currency. we're going to do a water world oh yeah I'm, a- I'm banking on it you Kevin Costner motherfucker, man. <laughs> Kevin I, Costner is not a good actor, but I still like his movies. I love Waterworld. He's a lovable man. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But it, the way he delivers lines to me seems very fake. Totally. But Waterworld, water man, I, I think if all the ice caps melted, we'd still have quite a bit of land. It would raise sea level 100 feet or something. That was all, I'm basing that off of something I read when I was a teenager. I'm going to go with it. I like it. But there's not enough. I do know there's not enough water in the within to, the to, atmosphere yeah. to flood everything. Yeah, which you think about the Great Flood. There's definitely been Great Floods. So. Oh, yeah. That but, shit was real. But, um, like, the whole world being underwater? No, there's it. too much land. Too much land. There's too much land. Yeah. But it, as far as, like, understanding when it comes to building in this climate, my my folks, they they figured it out at a, like a long time ago. And they've been doing things to homes like vented siding, which, I mean, has been around for a while. But they've been doing it. And they try to uh, convince their homeowners every time they build a house, here's what you should do. It may cost a little bit more. And people, oh, the Macs are expensive. Oh, well, yeah, because we put things in these homes that most homes don't have. And the, the longevity of the home is so much, it's going to last so much longer. But a home is what you make it. So, you know what? You can live in a tree fort and be happy. So, it's what you want. And I, I live in a barn that's been converted into a house and it's two by four framing and it's not super well insulated. I just have a kick-ass wood stove that warms that fucker up to whatever the temperature I want it. It's like a sauna some nights and I got a garage door in my living room. So when it gets too hot, I just open up the garage door. Do you, it, do you have a sauna at your house? 
I will soon. You building one? I have a, a it's like a prefabbed one that I got. I, I took one apart and uh-huh. I'm gonna rebuild it. We have a prefab one. It's a one an infrared one. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they're great, man. I really How love hot does the it sauna. Go? It only goes. It only gets about one thirty-five. That ain't a sauna. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's. I mean, that's like lukewarm, man. I know. I know. One thirty-five. You yeah. gotta be at least one sixty to to get any effect. And it's look, true. It's true. It, you, that's you, what the research says. The it's and also that's well. Okay, so to get that with the infrared saunas, I think you have to have so much. You have to absorb so much radiation that it's not really worth it. So um, the wood stove sauna. That's, that's where the way it's to at. go. And I go every Saturday. At the folks. At my at the old shop, Mac Shop Compound. We have a sauna. Your parents still use it that often? My uncle and aunt use it every Saturday. And that's why Alex and I go every Saturday. They make one and the we use the the leftover heat. They get done around six o'clock and they text us and say they text Alex and I and say, We got a sauna's ready for you. Come on in. They always leave us a orange and uh, which I don't know if Cetrus is. That probably smells great in there. <laughs> we just eat it anyways. <laughs> Sometimes they're a little overdone. My uncle, he, he don't care if it's, if, it, if it's overripe. He eats it, whatever. He likes, he's a vegetarian. So, so maybe he'll, he'll for vegetarians, overripe is, it's, that's their cat's meow, man. They yeah, like that. A little extra protein. <laughs> yeah. I go every Saturday or Alex and I, we go every Saturday. It's our, de- it's our date night. How do you feel afterwards? Like a restart button. Reju- like I'm rejuvenated. I feel like like when Wim Hof. I was just gonna talk about Wim. when he talks about that that state of mind that you get yourself into. Like you do. I don't know if you're releasing what you're releasing. But he talks about you're releasing cannabis or whatever he's talking about or DMT or whatever they're talking about. I don't really know much about that, but I do know if I do like ten minutes at 180. And we go hotter. There's been times we've been in that sauna when it's 220 degrees and the stove is glowing red. And you mentally... That sounds so hot. It's hot. You feel like your hair is going to combust. Like you can't wear clothes. Your clothes would like melt if you're wearing like board shorts or whatever. Or, the, the zippers will burn you. Oh man. You, yeah. That's it. Like Alex, she also goes by like, if her nipples are burning, it's too hot. That's her gauge. Oh, it's too hot. Uh-huh. But my brother and I, we've been in the sauna 220. And you grew I, up with it. I grew up with it, so I have a tolerance, but Alex has a super good tolerance too. Better than most friends that we bring in there. They like, I don't, don't want to compare men and women, but she'll show most men up every time. And that's why everybody, they use that expression like, what, what it's like to be a man. It's, I, I don't know what that even means because I've seen these women show men up every day. Women are showing men up. Yeah, Alex, a lot of women are way more manly than men. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean that in a positive way. In, yeah, so. In a stereotypical way. We use that expression to be a man or. We're lucky to, be, to get to use it. Yeah, but the it's like. Really do it the means stuff nothing. Most of the time. To me, it means nothing. Like when people are like, oh, be a man or whatever. It's, that means means nothing to me because I, I, I know some women that are tougher than most of the men I know. I fish in Bristol Bay and it's super tough. And I see a lot of women deckhands. And they. It's amazing when you're out there. It's freezing cold, it's rainy, it's shitty, it's rough. You could look at my face and be like, man, that guy looks miserable right now. And you look across and you see some boats and there'll be a woman on the back deck and she's in her element. She's totally fine. Like Jeff Hilton. I've seen Jeff Hilton in his tank top when it's like Arctic conditions and he's just, he, he runs hot. Uh, yeah. You were talking about how good of a fisherman he is. He is a great, it, he can handle elements I don't know if it's that Swiss blood or what's going on with him. Like he's been up in the he's, Alps or he's, something. Yeah, he's something but like, special. But like he, he can handle extreme, like me, when it gets really cold, uh, we were talking about Wim Hof with the Iceman. I, 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 
I, I can't. I don't even want to say it. I'm a bitch because that would be like using a sexist term again. I use that one. Yeah, because most men are bitches. Yeah. But I, I get cold. And but when it, he talks about that internal thermostat and how to control it, and, I, and that's why I try to do Wim Hof because yeah. I want to. I know that like when I get cold, and I I could freeze up. I froze up. I've been outside. I'll go outside to take a piss, and all of a sudden my whole body will lock up. It just freezes up. I'm like, ugh. And I have to like barely. <laughs> I know that feeling. Well. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm like, like if something attacked you, right then you're fucked. Oh, I couldn't do nothing. I feel like on the Wizard of Oz, you the Tin Man. You got to run out to your car and it's frozen ground and you're just like springing out there. Oh and yeah. It's like no big deal. I did that the other day, Wim Hoffing. I took a cold shower and I did my breathing techniques and mm -hmm. I'm like, it's cold as fuck outside. I'm gonna go out there and Wim Hof it, and I felt fine. You know? I did it right before you came over. You Wim Hofed? Yeah, I did my. I did a cold shower and did my breathing. Well, I can tell. You look fantastic. Thank you. It's good. For, it, it really honestly makes my skin feel better. Oh, yeah. It's it's the cold shower part. I think most, I think m like people should just do these practices more often. They'd feel a lot better uh, overall about their whole situation. I find them fun. And they are almost always beneficial because if you go into something with a good attitude, yeah. it's, it's going to work whether the actual thing even works or not. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have people say it's a waste of time and whatever. But you know what? They're going to, that's their attitude with most things. Yeah. So I, I try to adopt these breathing techniques. I'll do them and I, and I do feel better afterwards, but is it a placebo? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? The effect is in effect. Yeah. If you that's feel good. Was, that's what I meant by what I was just saying. Yeah. Who cares? You yeah. know, it's fine. And, but the sauna, that's, it's almost, you can't even, it's hard to argue that it is, it will reset your whole understanding of everything. Like I'll go. I'll work all week and I might be frustrated and stressed out about something and about just life. And I go in a sauna and it like, just like that, everything is irrelevant. doesn't even matter anymore, but you have to put yourself in that uncomfortable area. You have to go through extreme heat, take that cold shower. Yeah. Do that. Cold, do I, do I, the stressful thing so that the recovery is needed. The, the right method for me, and I'd recommend to all the viewers out there right now, if, if you guys sauna or if you don't sauna, get yourself in where you can get access to a sauna. Make it at least 160. 170, 180 is, I, I think, preferred, but you may have to work your way into that temperature. Do 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Take that cold shower. Do a neutralizing, like where you can get back to your neutral temp, your body temp. Get You got to, it's like little intervals. You got to, you gotta take, get to know the get to know the vehicle. You gotta get to know the vehicle, and by your third round, that cold shower, you're just like, this is beautiful. This is nice. I'm just out in the environment. It's raining outside. I'm taking a cold shower. Jump. We have a lake you can jump into. I don't jump in the lake though, because you got open pores. Your pores, your pores are wide open. I don't want to run into a swampy lake and, and and invite all that into the pores. So I always take a cold, clean shower. We have a like a cold, just a garden hose with a sprinkler on it or shower head. And, and to me, there is nothing better that you can do on a Saturday night. That's about as good as it gets. And then you want to go home and just eat a salad. I crave, like we don't always do, a lot of times we'll eat pizza afterwards. It's, hey, we just did something good. Let's do a little binge eat some pizza and some chips. But I do, I do crave just health food afterwards. I'm like, wow, I just did something I know it was good for me. I feel great. You're squeezed out like a dirty sponge. You want to fill it back in with good absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And I never eat beforehand. I always, you know, even though we're going in at six, I don't eat dinner. You go fasted. I fast 
I just drink a bunch of water, and I'll make sure I drink at least 32 ounces. I'd like to drink more, but I, that's what I like. I like my little container here. I'll drink this while I'm in the sauna, and I I don't drink a lot of water during the day, you know, most days. How and much is is not a lot? I might not drink any. Oh, that is not a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like, not good, man. No, it's terrible. I don't. I, it's like I, I have a hard time craving water, and I go home and I drink a bunch of beer. So I'm terrible when it comes to that. And but when I know sauna days coming around, I start drinking water. Yeah, and hydrate. I, I hydrate. Get a little flush. Yeah, and I don't know if like we live in a wet area if we absorb. I don't know if we absorb water I've through. I've wondered that too. Because like when you go to Arizona where it's dry. I'm craving water. I drink a lot more water. Yeah. When I'm here, I just don't crave water. If it's like 100% humidity, evaporation is going to be a lot slower. Yeah. Yeah. It, maybe we're not evaporating. Yeah. I'm going to process maybe, it. You're yeah. Just, everything's just humid. Sure. But like when I'm in the woods and I'm soaking wet, like picking chanterelles or something, and I'm there all day, I don't get that thirsty. Yeah. I have to like actively remember to drink water. Oh, and then I, when I do, I'm like, oh, that was so great. But mm. it's, I don't, and, and I've wondered actually if it's psychological, like maybe it's just because I feel like because I'm covered in water, I'm not thirsty. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But my body's actually dehydrated or if it's, if it, if I'm, I'm somehow absorbing it through my breath or my, my body. There's a lot of science that goes into drinking water. And I was actually watching on Deutsche Welle, DW. Oh, you it, still watch that? When I have like lunch at my parents' house, like we, we'll take like company lunch, like mm. we'll take an hour lunch break. We'll go to my my, my dad's at my parents' house, and he'll watch it during lunch oh, okay, break. Yeah, and I can't, you know, I, I can pick up on most of the stuff they're they're talking about. But one German scientist who studies water, he says, yeah, you, people say eight glasses or seven glasses of water a day, but he says it's pretty in, arbitrary. In reality, your body knows when you're thirsty, so drink when your body wants to drink. And it's, and he's not, that is the standard. If you're thirsty, drink. Like if you're dehydrated, you're going to drink. And so is it like this maintenance thing where if you drink a lot of water, it is just better for you? Or is it also unnecessary? And I don't really know that. I don't know the answer there because I'm sure I would feel a lot better if I drank more water. I'm sure I would. There's so many times I feel, I do feel swollen I drink a lot. and I feel inflamed. Like, like I have inflammation in my hands a lot. And I'm like, I bet if I drink more water today. That probably wouldn't be as bad. But then again, it could just as well be as bad. Sometimes we just guess and think, <laughs> yeah. it's, think it's real. You know, I'm like, maybe it is just a waste of time. I don't know. Dude, I have hassled so many people about not drinking enough water. Hundreds, yeah. probably. Yeah. Literally hundreds of people yeah. in my life. Look down my nose at them for being dehydrated and thinking, and not be, out of love. Because I want people to be hydrated because I, I know how much it feels great to be mm -hmm. hydrated. Mm -hmm. But yeah, some of those same studies you're talking about, I've seen, and I'm I'm like, oh shit, I I may have been wrong about all that. I don't know. I don't know either, because <laughs> I I there are times when I'm pretty sure I was overhydrated, like times when I was drinking a you know, gallon, a gallon half, two gallons a day. Yeah, that's a lot uh, of water. If I'm working out a ton, just because I know how much I'm sweating, or right. this is in back in college when I was rowing. Yeah. And it's most likely I was flushing out all my vitamins. So you still row every now and then. You yeah, got a so, rowboat? You got a kayak? No, I do have a kayak. That's not really the same thing. It it's is. a nice it's a nice thing. It's a good to workout though. Yeah, it's and it's really fun. I still like to kayak once in a while in or paddleboard. You yeah. Know. Oh, what we, a, have, what a we great, live in a great place for water yeah, water it's, sports. It's just a great way to burn some calories and build some muscle. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's such a, a well fluid motion when you're out there. I, I I love kayaking. I don't do enough of it, but like Me neither. I have yeah, I, I have kayaked some, but not nearly as much as I'd like to. I drank 
one of these today. I think this is 32 ounces. That's probably good. That's half as much as they recommend. And now I fill the rest up with the water I got from your house. Chinook water. Is that coming from a reservoir? We, we just get water? out of puddles. Is it? Uh, it's not well water. No, it's not well water. It's municipal. I, I taste the. I taste you the. You taste the chlorine. Yeah, I do. You're on well at. I'm at a raw place? water guy now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I grew up on that stuff, and it, it's better. I I think I think my water is better than your water. Yeah. It's, and it's and got we have minerals. terrible water on our street. I got um, lucky. I got a good spot, but like it's patchy. You got to get a sandy patch. It's super patchy. Yeah. It can be within a foot. Yeah. You can get a nice little, just a nice little nectar spot. And a foot over, it'll just this Tastes rust. Like swamp ass. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. And it changes colors instantly. Orange water. Oh, yeah. You, your clothes will turn orange. Everything. Yeah, that just... place I had up on just past Cranberry had that shit water. It sucked. That was the first time I had teriyaki chicken. Oh, yeah? Your dad brought us Eileen's teriyaki. Eileen's teriyaki. Now I have the recipe. <laughs> I make it all the time. Oh, really? I do. Oh, man. Charbroil it? <laughs> this only way. This only way. How uh, you gotta charbroil the shit out of it? I make. I give it. It looks black and red when it's done. The red. You get the red from like the brown sugar and the yeah. teriyaki, but then you gotta blacken the grill marks. You gotta cut all sides. Just I constantly flip that chicken. A lot of people just put it on one side and they flip it. That's not how you do it. You gotta sit there and work it. Get those grill marks all over. And so I've mastered. In my opinion, I was in Hawaii two years ago. And I studied it, man. I went to every little Hawaiian teriyaki stand I could find. Oh, uh, did you get good at making macaroni salad too? No, I never got that part down. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother art, man. There's some good macaroni salad out there, and uh, I want to leave that. I want Alex to get the macaroni salad down. I'll, I'll do the chicken, and she does a good pasta salad, but like, the pasta salad doesn't complement the chicken quite like the macaroni salad. And of course, we got a good rice. We do the Instapot rice, and it's good. It's fast. I, I actually don't know Melissa that well. I don't know her that well. I'd love to get to know her better, though. You'd like her. I know. We've had a couple of good times. When it's, I want to keep it going. Is it, are you working up to, to, to jab me again for not coming to your house enough? Yeah. I like Melissa. I have brought Melissa there. And the kids. And that was and cool. they love it. They talk about it to this day. I'm the potato gun guy. You gave Sawyer a broken boat motor and ruined the next two years of his life and mine. Oh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> childhood That's, for you little that boy. sounds like my childhood like Mine i was just too, trying to pass man. it on man I, the whole time me and jake were just trying to build a fucking go-kart for years and years yeah yeah that was all we wanted you guys ever finished no actually, i grew up and get, yeah jake went on to build many go-karts he's still building them i know he's got a project he's got some projects in his garage jake is very crafty super crafty he's much better at it than me if i take on a project like that it takes a lot of time i want to get back to where you're complimenting me on mm. on, on editing skills because yeah i learned that from my cousin and I was Freeder? from Frieder and I, I admired his, his editing quality. Everybody has their own style of editing. Like you, you've had a good style. I see it. You had your tunes to it. You cut things out, but there is a flavor to it. It is an art. It's an art. And I, I was always like, remember when we, we made a, a music video to that vagina song. We made a lot of music videos. You remember the song? Which one? Oh, I do remember that song. Some of them are oh, hairy. Some, some of them are bald. Some are kind of scary. And this is what they're called. I'll go low. You go high. Vagina. Vagina. I can't do the high part. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, didn't have to sing it. We just did the the, the video in the background. You know? uh -huh. But I remember that, and I remember Star Wars Ninja. Star Wars Ninja is the highlight for me. I still have it. Oh, I, I hope that you- We'll could, bring it. 
Yeah, we should watch that. That would be fucking funny. There was actually a lot of randoms where we just filmed things and edited them and do a... And when I did that, I'm even in like the yearbook for being the editing, like the movie guy, like Mr. Hollywood. You were the the movie guy. And I have no like real like memory of it. I don't know. It all just stopped. You stopped doing it. It just stopped and I never did it again and never had any desire to do it again. But they're like, I don't know. Would I ever probably get back into it? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love, I, I love watching. Like when I like your podcast, for instance, you, you do a lot of that editing in there and I love it, but I, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of sitting there rendering and getting things going and, and, uh, and uh, I don't know. It's, uh, maybe I just moved on to another hobby and now my, my main hobby is just my my house yeah <laughs> just, that's a good one you're oh, building your just like you do you're doing both though you're double yeah, whamming I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to figure you're an out. overachiever no you're, you're achieving a lot every day but yeah back to complimenting you oh yeah it was I'll... yeah you had a really positive impact on my development as a kid thanks like, bro you're my cool older friend and you and then you became like how much older am i six months so after that, it was oh, like, dude. I am an old man. Just the fact that you were, cause I'm old for our class. And so you were six months older, like ish. And so you're six months older than me. So still to this day, I went on your birthday. It's oh, we're halfway to my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You're an yeah. October baby. Yeah. Libra. You're a Libra. Yeah. That's why I'm so bad. Same as my bro. Mm, interesting. My bro's a Libra. They're yeah. good peeps. Oh wait, I know Amelia's cause she's, her birthday's in a couple of weeks and she's a Pisces, but she'd rather be a killer whale. How old is she turning? Three. Wow, you got a three-year-old. Yeah. God. It just happened fast. That's a big load, man. It's great. You got all, like, you got, what, seven, right? You got, how old? No, only three. Only three. How old is Sawyer? Oh, he's 12. You got a 12-year-old? 12, you got, 10, three. Wow. Heavy load. Yeah. It's less, it's lighter as they get older because the 12-year-old and the 10-year-old help a lot. Are they babysitting? Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Dude, that's beautiful. They're very helpful. Yeah, they, they look helpful. They look like good workers. That's what you expect. You want to have kids? I do. I, I, I don't know. Like, everybody says, you want a boy or a girl? I guess that's not really the option. You don't really get a pick. My brother just had a baby boy. Congratulations. Little baby Theo. Oh, and wow. That's he's, a cool name. Yeah, Theodore Milo Mac. He, he's textbook perfect baby. That baby looks, it's just, he's got all the tan skin, blonde, blue eye. Just, oh, you lucky fucker. Like that kid's, he's going to have it made. He's good. But my brother, he, all of his things he says, it's just like what everybody else says. Oh, the baby kept me up all night. Yeah. And it's, yeah, good. That's what the, that's what, that's all, that's part of it, man. It, it makes really you is. a father. That's what makes it so meaningful is because it's a lot of work. Yeah, totally. It's a shit ton of work. But it's worth it. It's a really cool thing to do. It feels primally good. Yeah. yeah, and you have a three-year-old, man, so it's, you don't, you're not doing the diaper thing no more, right? Not really. No. Speaking of which, though, I have not seen her all day. I know. Or we my got... other two kids. We got to wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up. Let's do an outro and everything. Okay, just uh, in case. Yeah, yeah. Because, I, honestly, I don't know what's in here. Um, I don't know. It's, I, just, I, don't wanna, I don't know what the fuck we talked about either, dude. We've been sitting here for three and a half hours, so there's some shit in there. That's, dude, that's not uncommon for me, really. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, becoming more common all the time. I bet. Let's do. Let's try to do an outro. Usually, we, I, I ask the guest if uh, ask the guest if they have any closing words. Yeah, any closing words? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I have some closing words. I know it's tough times right now, guys, and uh, it doesn't have to be. You, you got the power to do what you want to do. I recommend go down to Jack's Country Store, visit Todd Carper. He'll put a smile on your face. <laughs> 
Circling back to Todd Carver. Uh, he, I, I told him today, I said, hey, I'm going to do a shout out to Todd. He's on you my mind right now. 18 shout outs to Todd and Carver. He's the dude. There's more at Jack's. We got Lonnie in the back. <laughs> he's honestly, have you been to Jack's? I worked there for three and a half years. But recently? No. Have you, did you ever know Lonnie? Can you work there? He's been there a long time. He's no, a hardware guy. He's bald, I, tall I guy. I great things about him. You could bring him anything. He's like the, you know how there's signs that say, don't feed the squirrels. They just keep coming back. He'll feed them anyway. He's that kind of guy. No, he's, he's the guy who, 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 who like, he's like the food. I keep coming back. Like he, I don't have to think anymore. I just go there and he's, Hey, I'm looking for this. I'm trying to build this. And he just, Oh, hold on. You're, you're in the wrong path. Let me fix you up. And he, so now I don't even have to know where anything's located. Which is terrible. I shouldn't know where everything's located. Because I'm just so used to being fed. So, a shout out to Lonnie. I hope you never retire. Like, that place is going to go under if that guy retires. How long has that place been around? 100 years? 100 years. 300, man. 500? At Who least. Knows? At Just... least. At least. Hey, Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thank and you so much for coming, man. Yeah. I, I want you to come back again soon. Anytime. It's not what I expected. I, I There's some other things I wanted to say. We'll come back. We can edit this thing and see what it looks like. If it's a turd, we're going to do some more, you know. We'll do more either way. Uh, either way, it would be, a, I think, a blessing and not in disguise. I was really, like, nervous to come here. It's but, weird, huh? But now it's, it's we got, we're going to get, we're gonna it, get through this. Doesn't your head just do, go all kinds of places when you're thinking about this experience? Yeah, absolutely. It's, Being recorded. It's, it's a trip. Yeah. It's fun though, huh? Did you get that hat from Home Depot? They got a lot of good Milwaukee shit there. I realized I wear a medium hat. Dude. It's the only thing I wear mediums in. That's amazing because you have such a huge head. I know. <laughs> like your it's head looks long. giant. It's long. It's long and tall. Like, it, it, like I got a tiny head. I fit a medium, no problem. If I wear a, a large hat, it goes over my ears and it's uncomfortable. Is that right? Yeah. Never would expect it. I was, when I see your cranium, I go like, that motherfucker's got a head. Like, gotta, I gotta there's brain in there. And like when I look at my head, it looks like this little tiny, looks like a, when you look at a needle, has a little pin on top of it. I feel like. <laughs> a pinhead. Wait, hold on. No, that, that's the opposite of what I'm thinking. I'm the other, I'm the opposite of whatever that is. I got a big body, a little tiny pin on top of oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at this head, man. Comes, I feel like it fits quite well, man. Besides my, I, you look like a silverback gorilla. She told me like, that, like you got a, like a round head because it's just this little ball on top of there, you yeah, know, and it's like. It's supposed to be round, man. You don't need a big, long tubular shaped head. Well, like I fit me. a medium too. I do a medium. Yeah. Yeah. We were liking that way. My <laughs> brother and I were talking about that earlier. We're like, we would probably make more money selling Mac brother sweatshirts than we would make in houses. <laughs> it's People possible. just love the fucking, they love our sweater. They see our sweatshirt. They're like, can I buy one of those? And no, like these are, these are like for, special people these are people who like the work for the company and they want in they want a part of that and yeah. it's like all right 50 how bucks how much money does the nfl make selling jerseys <laughs> shit more than they make doing anything else that's probably true they probably i mean who doesn't have an nfl i mean everybody's got a jersey you not got a jersey us, but no fuck no you're not a football person no me neither <laughs> i can't stand football it's a waste of time it hurt it hurt. i mean it hurts people it, it a lot of brain injuries uh-huh i just met a guy works for FedEx. Uh, we we got to go, man. I know. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Classic Alex No, See, this is what I do to people, man. I just keep talking. I, I don't mind it, but we get, I, I would go all day, but we, I got to go in and see my family. I understand. All right. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a pleasure, and I'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye.
Cause you proved to me yeah. That rising to the top was my destiny yeah. And you can see whatever from behind me